The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I don't have a lot, but with me that's fine. Whatever I got, well, I know it's mine. Don't go around with a local crowd. Don't take what's in, so I guess I'm out. Say these things so you know me, baby. So you understand what I'm all about. The that I Tell me what to say I choose my own side And I like it that way Don't worry about all the things that I'm not There's only one thing that I want and got He's a horrible person and no one likes him, huh? Your daddy is a horrible person and no one likes him, huh? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Busy show tonight. After midnight, the exclusive interview I conducted with Greg Sestero and Sestero. I always say it wrong. And Tommy Wiseau from The Room got to meet those guys today. It was a thrill... It started off badly. I started with a very, very bold statement. I thought this is either gonna, um, this is either going to um, win them over, or they're going to ask me to leave the room. Uh, Tommy almost asked me to leave the room. Um, I, I, I was in London, and on the way to the interview, I saw a guy masturbating, and I told them this. Tommy's reply was, oh, no, 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 move on, please, move on, no, 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 no language. It's a cracking interview. If you've never seen The Room or The Disaster Artist, I think you're going to enjoy this interview anyway. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Uh, Dee McCoy is not enjoying this. Dee McCoy has tweeted at Talk Radio, I've been listening to LBC for 15 years. God, you must be a bigot. I thought I'd try you tonight. This is for James's show. Not over-impressed. Seems a bit boring. 
and unscripted. Why would you say unscripted as though it were a bad thing? A pervert caught performing a sex act in front of a shop dummy admitted to police he has a thing for mannequins, a court heard. Ay, 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 ay. CCTV operators spotted, then they name him. He's only 24. This is going to ruin his life. Why would you name him? Ocean Winters ogling a fashion display in the window of a top shop. They alerted cops in Carmarthen, South Wales, in the early hours of August the 3rd. At Swansea Crown Court, Winters of Carmarthen admitted outraging public decency. He had previously committed sex acts in a park, on a coastal path and in front of neighbours. Winston was put on an intensive sex offenders programme after admitting breaching a sexual harm prevention order. He was also given a community order and put under a 9pm to 6am curfew. Rogers tweeted us, I did not hit her, it's not true, it's bullshit, I did not hit her, I did not. Oh, hi, Inley and Flippin' Kath. By the way, isn't my Tommy Wiseau impression, that is coming on in leaps and bounds. Forget James Franco, that I was told, um, honestly, it was such a thrill meeting these two. Go and watch The Room. I give you permission to ignore the next two hours of the show, come back at midnight. You can go and watch The Room. I think it's on YouTube. Um, It's this famous kind of movie, it's famous terrible movie, but actually it's, it's kind of all right. It's terrible for different reasons that you might think. And um, where's I going with that? Going with that. Oh, anyway, so I went to meet Tommy and Greg today and they've been doing, that was the last interview of the day. I've been doing a lot of interviews. And the wonderful PR woman, who's a fan of mine in the, the jungle, Hello Madison. Love, I love the name Madison. I think it's a really strong female name. Do you like the name Madison, Catherine? Not keen on it. Not, not crackers about it. Okay, no. I like it. Anyway, a bit she, more traditional sort of person. She was um, fan of mine in the jungle, and she said to me, "Just to let you know, Tommy's being a bit Tommy today." Oh. And I said, "Oh, do you mean he's being difficult?" She said, "Oh no, no, not difficult. He's just he's very unique, and he says what he thinks, and it's thrown a few people." And I'm thinking, this is great. Uh, a people, an interviewee that throws people, that to me is nectar. That is nectar, and I'm the bee getting right in there. I was thrilled. She said, how long do you want? And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to get 10 minutes. He's junk it, she get 10 minutes. She goes, I said, I chance my mom said, well, 20 minutes? She said, oh, you can have 30 if you want. I said, oh, I said, well, let's go in. Let's see how it goes. When the conversation naturally dries up, then that's when I'll call it a day. But knowing that there is 30 minutes possible, that will be wonderful. Also, I was told questions I'm not allowed to ask. And, and normally, I bristle. But, I, you know, it, 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 Tommy Wiseau, and Greg to a certain extent, but Tommy is such a unique individual. I, I relished every moment of the, the pre-interview chat. And, and actually, quite a good thing. Not allowed to ask him where he's from. That's great. That is great. Because no one knows where he's from. I, I, I've read, I've done some research on the internet. It, it, it's pretty likely he's from Poland and lived in France for a while. But you're not allowed to ask him where he's from. And, and I didn't get it until I left. Not allowed to ask him about James Franco. So I, who played him in the movie. So I, I thought, oh God, maybe they've, um, they fell out. But of course it's the sexual 
yeah. um, the, the sexual uh, accusing, the crimes that Franco has been accused of committing. So I can't phrase that in a way that doesn't make me sound like a dick. Um, and, and yeah, in the interview, um, Tommy goes, well, in the movie, the disaster artist, James, uh, the movie really made it. And he, he started to say him, but it was lovely. We talk about Tim and Eric because he worked with them. We talk um, about the band Love. We talk, um, we don't, we do not talk about the gentleman I saw masturbating in the street. That does not get discussed. Tommy was, dis- Tommy was disgusted that I'd mentioned that. That was my opening gambit. That's a bold line. You walk into a room and the second thing you say is, by the way, guess what I've just seen? No, 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 move on, no. Although, you know, if you're the last one in a series of journos going in there, yeah. um, you're waking him up there. That's, oh, a, that's no, always a good move. No, exactly. Oh, exactly. I thought, listen, they've had a morning of this. They're going to be bored rigid. I've got to do something. I've got to do something. I've got to pull a trick out of the hat. And so that was it. But they were lovely. It was about 25 minutes long, the interview. They were absolutely delightful. Tommy was angry at the start, but um, I, I warmed him up very, very quickly. I had to um, explain to him what... Uh, uh, there's a bit where I go, oh, listen, I know it sounds like a cheesy line, but you guys really do prove that dreams can come true. Why are you mean, cheesy line? Well, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a cheesy line, but... What's this cheesy line? Explain. You've got to explain to me. That's a really good impression. You know that's going to be in his next film. I hope so. They were great. I loved those guys. Um, 0344 499 is the phone number. Let's go to Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Hello. Hello, Alan. How are you, boss? I'm very, very well. Alan, got a question for you. What's the question, boss? What do you think about these two Russian dudes just saying that they were on holiday in Britain and they weren't really committing acts of murder? Ooh, that could be a put-up job by Putin. Well, which bit's the put-up job? Well, I don't believe the Russians. So do you, so do you believe, Theresa May, that these two men are responsible? If they've got the evidence to prove it. Have you seen the evidence? Well, I haven't seen any evidence come to light right. yet. Because the thing that gets me, right, is that those two Russian dudes said yeah. they are... By the way, I tried to get someone to phone... I tried to get a couple of people to come on and pretend and speak Russian and pretend they were them and we'd have a bit of fun with it, but I couldn't be bothered. Um, th- so their argument was, we were just on holiday and, and they, they know exactly how high the church spire is in Salisbury. But then asked... Salisbury's near Stonehenge, right? And when asked, why, why didn't you go to Stonehenge? They said, oh, because it, it was a bit snowy. So we, we didn't bother going to Stonehenge. I don't know if I believe those guys! No, but it's snowing water, so I'll probably be used to the snow. What do you think we should do, Alan? I think we should go over to Russia, posing as tourists, you and me, and we should poison three of their citizens and murder a fourth. Would you be up for that, mate? Well, we could have done that during the World Cup. Oh, we missed an opportunity to to wreak havoc! Oh, no! Oh, well, never mind. We're still on the hands of a diplomat now. Have you ever performed a sex act in front of a mannequin? Oh, uh, no. Uh, I've seen that film with Kim Cattrall. Oh! You've seen that film with Kim Cattrall, Kat? Yeah, I have. What? Mannequin. Mannequin. There's, isn't there... Is it Andrew McCarthy? Yes, oh, it is. sweet little face. Isn't there a mannequin, too? Yeah. Is, with... with... It's not Kim, is it? No, as as ever in the 1980s. They always, like, made it again with someone who wasn't as well known. Yeah. I think it was Pony. I've seen it. Yeah. I don't remember it. Okay. the best character is G.W. Bailey as the 
security guard. Say that again, Alan. It's, it's G.W. Bailey. No, no, say the bit, say the beginning of the sentence. Uh, my favourite character is G.W. Bailey as a security guard. OK, why is that your favourite character in the movie Mannequin? Because it reminds me of Captain Harris from Police Academy. Thanks very much for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What's your favourite character from the movie Mannequin? This is Talk Radio, Catherine. Mine's Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood! I haven't seen the film for a very long time. I don't get the reference. He's good. It's all good. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. People showing me their signed DVDs of Tommy Wiseau. Oh, you've got a signed DVD, yeah? Oh, I've got a signed, annotated copy of the room script, guys. That's what I got. I got a copy of the room script, annotated. It's a copy of uh, Greg's annotated script, signed by Tommy. To Ian, love it behind. No, love is blind. Be love, to- Tommy. That is what I got, mate. Beat that. Beat that if you dare. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. DVLA reveals the latest rude number plates banned in the UK as new cars hit the road from September. Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Driver and vehicle licensing... Yay! Don't talk to me about cars. Two and a half hours I was stuck in my car last night. I got a flat tyre. Flat tyre near Amersham. At two, 20 past two. No, it's 10 past two it happened, actually. About two, ten past two. And first of all, I tried to change the tyre. Why did, when did they make it so... I used to be able to change a tyre. And where I was going wrong? They've got these, um, like, plastic suckers, these rubber suckers, on the bolt. So you've got to prise the rubber suckers off the bolt before you then unscrew it. What, why, would you, why would you put rubber suckers on the bolts? So I didn't know you had to do that. So, so I tried that and couldn't do it. Uh, also, I jacked it up in the wrong place and I bent a bit of the car, but that's fine. Oh. That car's so dented. Then uh, I thought, oh, with my bank, I get free R. Because I, I cancelled my AA membership six weeks ago to save money because I'm skint. So I thought, oh, I get free RAC membership with my bank. I phone up the RAC. No, you're not registered. Phone up my bank. They said, oh, no, we stopped that months ago. Thanks, guys. So then I had to rejoin the AA. £99 emergency rejoining fee. £80 for the, uh, the membership. Um, this is 20 past... He said, right, it will be with you at 20 past three. OK, great. So I sat in the car, listening to the radio. And then you get a little text. And if you go online, you can see the thing. So I went online and it said, your drive be with you at, at 25 past three. I thought, oh, OK. OK, and so it begins. Then it got to 25 past three. The guy hadn't turned up. So I looked online. It said, your drive will be with you at, at half past three thought, OK, it got to half past three and bing, your drive will be with you at 25 to four. Oh. Got to 3.40 and I thought, OK, I'm going to phone up. Hello, AA, can we help you? Yeah, I'm expecting a thing. OK, let me just give them a, I'll give them a call. So they go off and go, right, uh, he's 15 minutes away. OK, brilliant. 3.55, nothing. I phoned them up again. Let me just go and give them a call. Yeah, your drive, the, the, your mechanic is going to call you. He's 15 minutes away. Uh, hang okay. on, you just turn in your corner, love. Okay. 15 minutes go again. No phone call. It's now uh, hang on. It's now quarter past four in the morning, and I have to be up at 10. Phone up again. I said, look, before you go and phone them, 
they're going to tell you that they're 15 minutes away. I've had that twice. Um, um, and I, the, With one guy, I got a little bit short. But I didn't get angry. I got a little bit short. But with all the other calls, it's just me going, oh, um, I've been waiting for a thing. It's, it's, it's 40 minutes late. And I just wonder. It's really just defeated. Defeated. So five past four, phone up. They say, right, I'm just going to go and speak to the driver. They're gone for ages. Come back. The driver's on his way. This is on the A413. He's on the A413. He'll be with you shortly. Keep an eye out for him. And I'm thinking, I've kept an eye out of him for the last hour and 40 minutes, guys. Um, so then, this was at five past four. Then at 20 to five, some kid rocks up. Coming from a different direction, wasn't it on the A413 at all, it was on a different road. Rocks up and then he gets out and he's got, it's not like, a, it's not the AA because they subcontract mm-hmm. all of this, right? And he's got like a tiny little van, he's a kid. And he gets out and he says, uh, have you got the uh, the bolt lock? I said, sorry? Have you got the bolt lock for the wheel? So I, I, I have absolutely no idea. I, I don't, if I knew that, then I'd probably be, I'd at least have the wheel off. And I'm thinking, he's not... Anyway, he rummages through my boot and he finds the bolt lock or whatever it was and he does it. The wheel nut thing. Yeah, but it had a funny name. Interlocking wheel nut. But I'm thinking, why are you asking me? Because you you better have come... You better have come with one. Because if you say, I can't do it, then what is that? Anyway, he did it. Um, it, and, it, it and I always feel emasculated when I can't change a wheel. Because I can change a wheel. I just. Uh, and then I got home just after five... And I had biscuits in bed for my dinner. And um, then I was up at 10. So the AA can kiss my ass. And, has to be said, that's the second time they pulled a stunt It happened when we were out. Yeah. When you got two punctures. I got two. To be honest, I I curbed it, didn't I? But that doesn't matter. But, so the guy comes out and and, uh, he changes my tyre. Yeah. Two tyres. And we looked at them straight away and we said, does that one look a little bit flat to you? No, 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 it's just the weight distribution. That's how it looks. Because it's new, they sometimes, they, they, it takes a while for them to, it's just, because it's new, it sometimes takes a while for, the, for them to get their shape. I said, are you sure? Because I've got to drive like 50 miles now and I'm a bit concerned about it. No, 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 honestly, it'll be fine. So I get it home. In the morning, I go to have a look at it. It's flat. Yeah. It is flat to the point where I can't even drive it. And I just thought, what would have happened if that tyre had blown? What? And I was thinking, what would Jesus do? Also, we paid that guy for two new tyres. Yeah. And, and both are ragged. Man alive. Cars, cars. We'll get to the number plates in a minute. Pavel. Yes, hello. Hello, yes, Pavel. Yes, um, uh, I'm just calling because I'm, I'm a big fan, yeah? I'm, I'm listening... Uh, you talk radio all the time when I'm uh, working, yeah? Yeah. Um, because my work allows me to listen to radio. Okay. Um, and and because I'm foreign, yeah? Uh, we're all uh, we're all from planet Earth, baby. We're all yeah, from planet you know, Earth. Yeah. yeah, but the reason I'm calling today is because uh, there was some discussion about uh, hate crimes, yeah? Okay. Um, and all I just want to say is... Um, I hate crime. Yeah, I hate crime, yeah, that's first of all, yeah, but the second thing is, like, um, in this country, people need to focus on blaming the government, so don't blame the foreigners, okay? Well, this what, is all I want to say. No, but, okay, who, who, uh, this is really interesting, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from Eastern Europe, from Poland. Okay, um, 
uh, okay. So what what experience have you got? Have people been blaming you for what what, uh, what, what what's happened to you? I think I think um, it's it's like it's gonna be hard for me to talk about that, but because I got really bad experience with with some uh, English lads. Because you because <laughs> you because you got a foreign accent. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think man. so. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, I got, I know, I've, I've been in few situations when people were speaking on me because of their accent or, or yeah, basically. Well, well uh, listen, uh, my friend, you are very, uh, you're very welcome in my country. And as, as um, uh, the, the, oh, by the way, I got promotion. I'm now the mayor of talk radio. <laughs> this is, I didn't tell you, I'm the mayor of talk radio. As the mayor of talk radio, Pavel, and as uh, a British man, um, I apologise for the scumbags that have treated have visited to these shores so appallingly i'm genuinely genuinely really sorry that's happened to you man uh it's it's not like every day it's happening yeah but it is happening especially in a brexit time and i just want to say to every foreign person in this in this country that you need to guys uh, keep 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 just working and and be be real and and that's it you know so it should be all right, you know. Bless you, brother. Thank you. I'm, I, well, listen, I hope I hope it never happens again. And genuinely, as a, as a British person, I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed. And if I met you, I would give you a hug, brother. You're very, very welcome here. Uh, cheers, mate. Take cheers, care, man. For that. Thank you. Yeah, you too, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Imagine, um, imagine picking on someone just because their accent. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're right, Ian. Yeah, I'm up for it. What? Huh? Uh, I appreciate your contribution then, Kath. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm dead well. Yeah, you know, it's hard to focus because I'm so off my tits on ease. What? I'm whiz. I'm really, I'm flying. I'm off it. Is that supposed Supersonic. It's supposed to be me. Oh, three. <laughs> oh, three. I've actually experienced xenophobia. I could tell you a story, but I won't now. Oh, go on, mate. I was talking to my Spanish friend in the street. Yeah. We got picked on. Well, people shouting um, effing poles at us. What? Hang on. I mean, they're saying we were Polish. <laughs> we were speaking Spanish. She looks like Dora the Explorer. Hang on a minute. When was, what? As an adult? Yeah. Like, when, when in the this? last couple of years. Shut up. Yeah, me and my friend Yandy, who's from Chile. Yeah. She looks like but Dora. she's not Spanish then? Well, we speak, she speaks Spanish. But you said Spanish. Well, no, I said That's we, a bit xenophobic. I didn't. I said we were speaking Spanish in the we, street. I think if we edited I that... I think if we played that back... I didn't. I think if we played that back nope. and edited it... No. Nope. Oh, you, if you, you edited it, yeah. You would definitely say that she was no, Spanish. No, we were speaking Spanish in the street. OK, so if you can just cut that out, Sam, and make it sound like she he, said he she was Spanish... He has got busy things to do. Um, he's busy things to do, is yeah. it? Oh, he's got busy things to do. Yeah, right. yeah. And what yeah. did they say? Swears. Because they, they thought you were Polish. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact... <laughs> Despite the fact we were speaking Spanish, and Yandy couldn't look less Polish if she tried. I'm laughing, but that's... It's nuts! If that's what a, a, a Spanish lady is experiencing... She's not Spanish from Chile. Imagine being a Polish person. Well, yeah. Uh, CJ says, you didn't ask him if racism would exist if everyone was blind. Ring him back, don't Oh, it? there's an extra bit to that, because yeah. I was listening to that show oh, yeah, today. He said... Matthew Wright, by the way, he's on weekdays, uh, one till about five past one in my house. He said, and here's one for, <laughs> and here's one for one you. One till four. He's on one till four. Matthew Wright, weekdays, one till four. And here's one for you. Yes. Would racism exist if everyone were blind? Yeah. That's something I floated to my 
black friend when we were in the Caribbean recently. Everyone's got to have a black friend. Who's yours? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Who's your black friend? And if you're black, who's your white friend? Um, let's go to Sandra. Good evening, Sandra. Hello. How are you two? I'm um, very, very well, Sandra. I'm, I'm um, buzzing because I've not had much sleep. Then I managed to get home about because I had to go and buy two new tyres in the end. And uh-huh. but here's the thing, right? I'm lucky that my car. Um, oh, Sam, have you got it ready? You give me the thumbs up, Sam. You've got it. Just have a listen to this. This happened about three or four minutes ago on tonight's show. I was talking to my Spanish friend in the street. Oh! And that is not an edit. That's totally edited. That is not an edit. How do we know? Because I trust Sam. You saying, you're saying it's fake news. Just play it again for us, Sam. I was talking to my Spanish friend in the street. Yeah. We no. got picked on. No. Yes, mate. I don't believe wow. it. Wow. That's editing, that. Wow. That's editing. Sandra, Sandra, didn't I tell you? can prove anything with Sam's, dating. Sam's face, he's just touching. Kath did originally say her friend was Spanish. He's so pleased with himself, as he should be. That's an extra fiver he's for you, Sam. Down, doubling down on the lie, OK. Oh, <laughs> oh but you're right. I mean, I mean, Polish people are welcome in Glasgow and in Scotland. I'll just make myself the mayoral Paisley, even though somebody will get on to me. But it's shocking what's happening. Isn't that outrageous? Well, I'm, 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 I mean, who knows? That guy, he might be a thug. We just, we don't know. Oh, but he no, sounds no, like... No, no. He sounds it's like a lovely. It's, I just just yes. because someone's got a different accent. Mm. Outrageous! Outrageous! That's mm. embarrassing, isn't it? We should be embarrassed and ashamed mm-hmm. of ourselves that that would happen. Yeah, I know. I am. I am. I should say we're all one race. We're all the human race. So. Sorry, I can't understand mm. the word you're saying. What? We're all one race. We're one I'm human joking. race. I'm joking. Don't I'm, be wicked. I'm joking. <laughs> I am. Jo- I love the Scots. Me. I know. You're great in Glasgow, by the way. Hey, it was by the way, the first first Edinburgh show He's is out. That? Yeah, the first Edinburgh rabbit hole show. There's two from Edinburgh, two from Glasgow. The first Edinburgh rabbit hole show is up. Go to iTunes, Acast, type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, rabbit hole, any combination of that, you'll mm-hmm. get it. What, spoiler alert: it is filthy. <laughs> it is filthy. I mean, they're all filthy, but uh, you actually, during the half-time, yeah. when we were having our oranges, you were saying, oh, I'm, I'm getting too filthy here. Yeah. I've got to rein it in. You, you bring it out of me. <laughs> mm. Oh, I remember it well. Aye. Anyway, Sandra. Say, thank you thank you very much for having Greg on to settle on the, the show tonight. Um, I'm, I'm a member, and you know my sons, my sons have got autism. Yeah. So I always try and find safe places for them. Yeah. Um, and there's a great little film club in Glasgow called The Burnt Church, The Run Twitter's Burnt Church, and they showed um, the room. Yeah. And I had a QA, I think Greg was, was voted their most favourite guest. And there were some geeks in the audience, and I say geeks in a good way. Yeah, yeah, oh no, we're all fly the geek flag here. Um, who, who knew the whole dialogue off by heart. And he, I think he was voted their favourite guest ever. So. Wow. Yes, uh-huh, yeah. This is, is, what is this, Burnt Church? Burnt Church, yeah, they're on Twitter. I'm just having a little, the Burnt Church Film Club. What is Burnt Church Film Club? Burnt Church Film Club has become something of an institution. We are DIY, we aren't Cineworld. We are a community cinema in the back room of the mm-hmm. Flying Duck Bar and Vegan Restaurant. We drink mm-hmm. pints and eat food during our films. We make new mm-hmm. friends and cheer our favourite characters. Oh, this sounds good. We mm-hmm. worship at the church of Winona Ryder. And believe all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. We're our community in a safe space. We are freaks, weirdos, geeks, and all in between. Uh, mm-hmm. Please don't act self-entitled. We aren't really a fan of that attitude. Um, mm-hmm. This sounds incredible. Oh, they're great. And I'm going to buy it and move it to London. 
Come, yeah, tell him to come to London. Look at this, he's got autism and he feels so welcome there. Good. So welcomed. You went to see the Lost Boys there and oh. they were great with him and Hellraiser. You went to Hellraiser. Like can we, um, Kath, do you want to reach out to this burnt church and see if we can get him on the show yeah. tomorrow or Monday? Because yeah. I like, I like places, thank you for this, Sandra. This is brilliant. Because mm-hmm. I like places like this and I've, I've looked a, a kind of a couple of times at setting up I mean, I'd love a cinema, but setting up a little mm-hmm. film club, like a monthly mm-hmm. film club. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it, and it would probably have to be in London because that's near yeah. where we live, you know, so that excludes a lot of yeah. people and already the London centricity kicks in. Um, but uh, it's like, well, where would you do it? How do you get the... It, it becomes a very complicated kind of thing, but I think it would be nice if you had a little venue where once mm-hmm. a month, you know, 40, 50 people rocked up to see a film that is, is, is you know, is, is off the beaten track, something slightly culty mm-hmm. and obscure. Maybe you have a guest live, maybe you have a guest mm-hmm. via Skype, which you can do, um, mm-hmm. and it becomes a semi-regular thing, but I just don't know where or how to do it. So this burnt church, Sandra, sounds perfect. They're great, and they're so inexpensive. I mean, tickets are about £4. Pounds. <sighs> Because if you, you know, go, if you, you go, go to Cineworld, you go to Cineworld. You, know. you, you can, you can. It can be like for kids. Yeah. It can be thirteen quid a ticket for mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra, we're going to we're going to see if we can get them on the show as a resu- direct result of your phone call. So thank you for that. Yeah, D- Graham is the person who's organised. It's the DM Graham. All right, we're, nice one, Sandra. He, 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 thank he you for that. Named the eighty-second most influential person in Glasgow, apparently. <laughs> oh, well, there you so, go. Well, we're going to get him on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra. Tata. I love stuff like that. Oh, that place looks amazing. DM'd. There we go. Perfect. Oh, we'll get them on the show. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do a little film club and, you know, um, show something like the Mr. Rogers film or an obscure time travel film or a, a Bruce Lee clone or, you know, like a, a, a Laurel and, you know, just... Do you know what I've always wanted to organise? Yes. Like an outdoor screening. I... They don't excite me. Oh, I do me. In the I, summer. Because of the weather. The weather's the thing. I've seen an outdoor screening in Greece and Zakynthos. At like, I've seen a couple. We went and saw a kids' film, and then I went to like a midnight showing of World War Z with my father-in-law. And then halfway through it, the film just stopped, and they started selling ice creams, and people went off for a fag. <laughs> um, but um, the outdoor, uh, yeah, the weather is the thing that worries me. I've always wanted a little cinema, just a little cinema that you could you turn it into. A, uh, no, let me rephrase. I've always wanted a little art center. That would have a cinema, and then when it wasn't screening films, you could use the, you could, you know, put the seats back a bit and have it as a performance thing. I'd love that, but then you got to pour your own money into that because I ain't going to make money. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Skip that trail. Skip it. Skip it. I'm t- I'm too busy digging the show tonight. Uh, let's do uh, Gary and uh, uh, Alistair. Stay there. DVLA reveals the latest rude number plates banned in the UK. Um, list includes homophobic and racist slurs, swear words and offensive terms. Here we go. Get ready, guys. Um, OK. The li- latest list of banned number plates that have been deemed too naughty for Britain's roads have been released by the DVLA. Um, more than 400 combinations for the new 68 plates. You wait until next year. 69. Oh, yeah have been forbidden by the DVLA. (laughs) This is a great sentence. More than 400 combinations for the new 68 plates have been forbidden by the DVLA to keep the streets decent. Banned combinations include homophobic and racist slurs, 
swear words or other offensive terms such as... Right, now, some of these I can't work out. Right, so D... Right, this one I got. D-O-6-8-G-E-R. Dogger. OK, what's this? Oh, this is a bit tenuous, I think, if it's what I think it is. D-R-6-8-G-G-Y. What, doggy or something? Well, no. Druggy. Well, yeah, druggy, but, I mean, that's a bit tenuous. Oh, this is a good one. O-R-6-8-A-S-M. What's it? I mean, N-O-6-A-S-H-T. No. No. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> these are the best ones. Right, okay. Okay. D-O-6-A-S-H-T. Dog. Dog. Um, um, oh, M-Y. Sometimes the numbers get in the way. M-Y-6-8-N-O-B. Forget the numbers. My knob. <laughs> this is a good one. B-A-6-8-T-R-D. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Um, B L O six eight J O B. Oh, uh, the DVLA already automatically bans any plate with sex, bum, or ass on the end. I love a bit of ass on the end. Certain combinations such as R um, number number A P E B O number number S O M T O number number S E R bosom. Yep. SL number number UTS. Who says bosom? And oh, BO number number MBS are also blocked <laughs> each year. Okay. Earlier this year, the number plate. Now, they've put asterisks in. Mm. C. There's too many letters. C asterisk 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 is the French dude. Yes. I always get that wrong. C asterisk L C asterisk one one asterisk asterisk T. So it's obviously the C word, but there's too many um, asterisks. Was banned after an anonymous individual put it up for sale for six grand. Um... Um, oh, there is um, the full list of banned plates. Uh, come F A six eight O T S. Write it down. I've got a pen. I've got a pen. Um, here you go. Right, right in the back of that. Go on, tell me again. F A six eight O T S. Oh, okay. You can say faggots. Well, that's not very nice, is it? No, there's faggot. Faggots is a food as well, isn't it? That's not very nice, is it? Deep fried brains, faggots. Mm. Um, I don't know what a lot of these mean. I mean, N O six A E R S. Was that knobbers? (laughs) Is that knobbers? What N O six A E R S? Um. I guess. Some of these are rubbish. G-A-6-A-A-N-G. That's gang. Um, oh, this is a good one. N-O-6-8-H-E-D. 
I mean, but still, none of them are obvious. It's so obvious that you'd have someone saying, Daddy, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, a lot of these don't mean anything. Um, no, uh, N O six eight muff. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. S U six eight D C K. That's a good one. God, there's loads. T U six eight G A Y. Too gay. Um, well, there's T U six eight C L T. That's a bit tenuous. Obviously, it's, it's the abbreviated form of, form of clitoris, but. <laughs> It's a bit tenuous. I know, isn't it crazy? Um, and it, it it goes on and on forever. Okay, there we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. By the way, me and Kath are playing a show in December uh, in London at the Bill Murray. It's an after- evening show, six till eight. And then we stick around afterwards and take pictures and chat and stuff like that. So on the 9th of December, um, we, only, we only on sale a couple of days ago. We sold 60% of the tickets already. And I was thinking today, oh, that's not bad. It's, it was only two months ago. And I thought, no, there's, there's three months to go. Wow. We sold six. I mean, it's not, listen, it's not Wembley Arena. It's not, it's not even a, 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 a huge hundred, 500 seater theatre. No, we're thrilled to bits if 10 oh, people turn up. Mate. Well, ten would be actually. I'd be um, I'd be gutted, but sixty um, percent. So if you want to get tickets for that, get them quickly. And his, his, if it sells out by the end of this month, we might see if we can put another show on. And if it doesn't, we won't. And it's as simple as that. So I, I would say get the tickets quickly if you can. If you want to see that and all the other live shows I'm doing, including uh, all the ones me and Kath are doing in uh, 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 Bath. Uh, where most of the tickets are gone for that. And also the screening of threads that I'm um, doing with uh, Reese Dinsdale in Halifax on December the 2nd. That's only eight quid. Eight quid. You get to see threads. You get to see me interview Reese Dinsdale. And then you can ask him a question. Questions from the audience. Eight quid. Out, I can't wait to see the venue as well. I've been told it's brilliant. Uh, all of those dates are on ianlee.com slash event ianlee.com slash event um what have you got G- gary and Gallister, stay there well yes. this is filth so this is dirty you know here we go dirty story italy's first sex doll brothel has been raided and shut down police only nine days after it was opened okay offering clients silicon models inside one of its eight private rooms lumi dolls torino was found to be breaking italian laws on renting out accommodation oh. the city's health authority is also investigating if the dolls in the secret establishment situated in the northwestern city of Turin are thoroughly cleaned after each. I imagine. Because you can put their vaginas in the dishwasher. Yeah, stick them on the draining board. Yeah, we go. But you're saying that these dirty Italians were just, what, giving it a blow? Putting their finger in and wiping it around? What were they doing? I don't know. The Louis Dolls franchise, which offers the first such service in the country where human prostitutes are illegal... Yeah. Yeah. Despite it being the home of the Bunga Bunga Party. Um, and the Turing Shroud. First opened its doors on September the 3rd, with managers confirming they had been booked for weeks. Wow. Charging €80, Euros, or £72, for a half-hour session wow. with a very realistic silicon doll. Patrons can choose from seven different female dolls and one male doll called Alessandro, which has an adjustable penis varying from five to seven inches. Don't forget, guys, you can make your own fleshlight using an empty packet of Pringles and a marigold. 
but don't expect to use the marigold again. Have you seen me rubber glove? Um... Yeah, it's on the end of my knob. <laughs> The dolls, which cost up to €2,000 or £1,800 each, are said to be th- said to be thoroughly washed for two hours after Oh, yeah, we, fa- we will wash them properly. We get the, the jet cloth and we give it a good slush. Customers choose their doll's outfit. Of, of course, that's probably the most important part. Yeah. With options including... Schoolgirl. ...fitness and secretary. Oh, fitness. Can't even think. Yoga pants. You like yoga pants? I do like yoga pants, but you got. I, 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 no. And they not, can not on a doll that I'm about to have sex with. And they no, can specify which position they want to find them in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what is it here? You've fallen over with your bum up in the air. Actually, I'll show you a picture in a minute. That's exactly it. Of course it is. I know. I know men. The positions they can take are many. Almost all the ones in the Kama Sutra, the, bo- the brothel says. <laughs> I mean, the wigs are dodgy. Yeah. I mean, Alessandro's wig in particular is bad. The dolls are used in one of eight special rooms equipped with a bed, an ensuite bathroom and a TV screen that shows, you guessed it, porn. Oh, it, uh, surely it would have to be doll, doll porn. <laughs> it should be Barbie cartoon. It would be like um, the... the um... Like the flumps or something, doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. Upon opening, the brothel run by a Spanish company with branches in Moscow and now, Barcelona. Is he definitely Spanish or is he Chilean? Says in Spanish. OK. I said, we are full for weeks. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? How much does that cost? <laughs> if it's 80 euros Again, for half an hour, this, you do the math. This all sounds like a euphemism. Yep. I'll finish the sentence. We are full for weeks. With a few small exceptions. Hey! <laughs> a joystick in a cathedral. <laughs> Here comes Ken. Ken's getting horny. We're talking about sex dolls. We have customers who've also booked <laughs> from Venice and most have chosen the morning or the afternoon for their appointment. Yeah. The brothel doesn't open at night. Well, that'll be why. <laughs> <laughs> and can accept stag dues and group bookings. Brothels with human prostitutes are illegal in Italy, although sex work itself is not a crime. There we go. The UK's first sex doll brothel, the Dolly Parlour in Greenwich, South London, opened in March. And how much is it? Uh... That's the only detail you get on that particular. Okay. Uh... And what's the phone number? <laughs> can we get? Okay. Can we get someone from the Dolly Parlour? That sounds. Right. It's like imagine your girls will get excited if they. Mummy, mummy, can we go to the Dolly Parlour? Not a chance. <laughs> it's can, not we... for you. can you see if you can get the guy from the Dolly Parlour on? Okay. <laughs> oh, there's the pose. A picture of uh, a dolly who's fallen over. I've, um... There we go. Get the dolly. Let me show on. you. Let me show you Alessandro because yes. he is a fine beast. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, but, but you have to. You she's have to... looking at her phone though. So... I mean, they've they've actually put the oh, the doll looking at her phone. Here we go. Let's let, be prepared for me to be abused. Let's speak to Ken. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Ian and Kath. I just turned on your show there. Man, oh, man. Oh, we're getting your show is absolute sexual filth. And yet you listen it to it every night, Ken. Perverse. Ken, Ken, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? You're supposed to be a Christian, and I am more polite to you than you are to me. You are an odious, abusive, you aggressive... Are... Yeah, they can't hear you, mate. I control the fader. You are an odious, abusive, aggressive little twerp who has a very blinkered view about life. You come on this show, a show that you don't listen to. You claim that I mock Jesus. I don't. I mock idiots like you who think you know the word of Jesus. You are the most unchristian person I've ever had the misfortune to speak to, Ken. I wish you a very good evening. Thank you very much for calling. Let's go to Gary. Good evening, Gary. Good evening. Yes. 
Um, the problem with your show this evening yeah. is you are throwing out things. Yeah. Left, right and centre. I'll throw you out in a minute if you don't get to the point. Well, the point is, I've written down a few yes. of the requests and things that you've asked for already. Just get to it then, stop, come on, just stop giving me the preamble, get, let's get into the amble. I'm laying out! Right, Joan Crawford's the best character in, uh, actress in a mannequin. That wasn't the question! It Who- was, it was the, was the film, who's the best act- actress in the film Mannequin? Incorrect, who's, the, who's your favourite character in the film Mannequin? Well, the one that Joan Crawford played. Well, what's her name? I've got no well, and, and yet you claim you claim you claim that this 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 so-called <sighs> c- character is your favourite, and you don't even know the name of it. Gary ne- Wilmot is my favourite black friend. Um, no, that wasn't. This guy hasn't listened to anything. You said who is your favourite black friend? No, no I Gary didn't. Wilmot. I said who is your black friend, not your favourite. And is Gary Wilmot actually your friend? Yes. When did you last speak to him? Nineteen. Thanks very much for calling. Two topics he got wrong. Of course he did. Two he got wrong. I will not tolerate that. That will not be tolerated. Um, 03444991000. Good evening, Alistair. Hi, Ian. I just wanted to thank you and Kath for your forbearance and uh, encouragement. I've okay. going to AA next week with a friend. Excellent work. And uh, I'm also going to be... Seeing an alcohol counsellor on Thursday. Excellent. Good. I wish you the so, best of uh, luck with that. That's great. I'm, I'm doing great. But also, I listened to Egypt Station today for the first time. But the new Paul McCartney album, what did you reckon? Yeah. It all hangs on this. It was absolutely blooming brilliant. Isn't that a great record? It's brilliant, man. Absolutely. Who'd have thought? He's 76 years old. Um, and he's doing... A, it's his best record. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, listen, listen to this. I won't play all this because this is seven minutes, but listen to this. This is his song about um, um, Donald Trump. Listen to this. Despite repeated warnings. Old man McCartney voice, I love it. Of dangers up ahead. The captain won't be listening to what's. He feels that there's a good chance That we've been misled And so the captain's planning It's a great song. It's such, it's such a good album, man. 
So what I did then, because the streaming service I use, it lists all his albums in turn. Oh, yeah. So I went back right to the beginning. Was it Ram? Oh. Ram! Oh, was it Ram or was it McCartney? I, I can never remember. I can't remember. But anyway, the thing was, I listened to that, and of course it was a lot different because it's a different time. Well, it's a different time, a different a different drug. Hang on a minute, Kath, found a, Kath has found a brilliant picture. What it's have you so found? brilliant. It's a picture I've of... I've not seen that before. Yoko, Ringo and Jeff Bridges having a bed in... As part of um, this uh, this fifth annual Come Together NYC promoting the John Lennon Educational Tour Bus, which is a mobile production studio that provides hands-on creative experiences to students of all ages. And it's then recreating the famous picture of John and Yoko in bed in Amsterdam. Right. There they, you go. They sang Give Peace a Chance. Which is not a great song. Alistair, thank you very much <laughs> for your call. Good luck with those meetings. I hope things, you know, could be a turning point uh, there. Um, yes, Tony. Oh, hi, Ian. How are you doing? Very well, Tony. We've only got 30 seconds, so make it quick. OK. I, I, I agree that Paul McCartney uh, is um, a genius with his music and his songwriting, but vocally, I wouldn't um, put him up there with, with the best. OK. Thanks very much for your call. 0344 499 Where would you put Paul McCartney vocally? Up there with the best or elsewhere? And who would you put up there as the best? And who is your black friend? 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Take me to my knees. Take me 
I've heard that song a million times, and the other day I was listening in the car and went, he's saying what? There is a line in there, straight ahead and steady as Gibraltar. Straight ahead and steady as Gibraltar. That's a, you know, that's a pretty psychedelic lyric for a, 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 you know, a white Jewish pop singer kid in 1966 straight ahead and steady as Gibraltar I love this show, this is the late night alternative for those who don't know it, we've got, we've got a lot of new listeners because LBC have given up at this time of night um, and it's me, Ian Lee, hello, our 11 o'clock show The Jungle, all you, that kind of stuff Catherine Boyle is here um, I just did my homework there we go, um, and I didn't, and I get paid more um, and we're on Monday to Friday from 10 o'clock and we just sit and talk rubbish and sometimes it's heavy rubbish and sometimes it's light rubbish and sometimes it's frothy and sometimes it's, it's uh, smooth and flat um, and then sometimes just you have a conversation and things happen and we spoke to Sandra 35 minutes ago from Glasgow um, and she came and saw our show that we did last week and um, she was uh, chatting, and we're excited because to coming up after midnight is the interview I did with uh, Greg. Ses- uh, I can never say it. Sistero and Sistero. I'd never know how to say his ask name. His mate. We'll ask his mate in a minute. And Tommy Wiseau, who I went and saw today, and so all these things kind of interlock because we were t- we ended up talking to Sandra about the Burnt Church Film Club in Glasgow. Um, and I'm thrilled to say we've got Graham, who runs the Burnt Church Film Club, on the line now. Evening, Graham. Hey, how's it going? You hey, well? Very, very well. Now, th- th- you're friends with Greg. Mm-hmm. Now, is it Sistero or Sistero? Sistero. Sistero. You're friends with him. How come, man? Um, so we... Do you want the long or the short version? You want us to have the long version if you've got the time. Let's go for the long Let's version. Let's do it. So... So we were kind of a cult film club, or at least we were then, um, and we really wanted to screen the room. Now, if anyone wants to screen the room, and you, you've interviewed Tommy, right? Uh, it's just this afternoon, yeah. So you know Tommy is Tommy. So, well, listen, can I just say, the PR woman, because I was the last <laughs> interview of the day, and the PR woman came out and said, Ian, now, just to warn you, Tommy is being very Tommy today. And I said, oh, is yeah. he being difficult? She went, well, no, not difficult, but he's... he's just ver- Tommy. He's very forthright, and it's thrown a lot of people off. Now, Graham, yeah. when, when someone says that to me, that has me rubbing my hands with glee, thinking I can't wait. But, yeah, when you hear the interview after midnight, guys... He's he's very direct, and he answers some questions, and he ignores others, and it's wonderful. But yeah, go on. No, he's 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 great, but notoriously difficult to get hold of. Yeah. If you want to screen a movie, now screening movies is, is relatively straightforward. There's you know a few companies that will get you in touch with a distributor and so on and so forth. But the room is a whole different kettle of fish. Right. There's only Tommy you can contact. So we spent months trying to contact Tommy, and we were getting replies from people who were obviously Tommy, but they were putting a fake name at the end of it. <laughs> um, so... Were they writing in the accent? Is that what gave it away? <laughs> yes, yes, they actually were. I wish I could show you the email um, because it's brilliant. It was like you had replies like, hey, Burnt Church, you want to screen the room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it like, and it was in the accent. And it was like, Tommy, this is not Justin, it's you. Um, Justin. And lo and behold... <laughs> We never really got round to getting more than one reply. So I got all of like the regulars at my film club, like 40 or 50. Yeah. And he said, like, send this generic email to this email address and he'll read at least one of them. Yeah. 
So we did that. And then Tommy replied again to just one of them in his accent and pretended he was called Justin. It, it wasn't Justin, it was Tommy. <laughs> so I, I got a bit sick of it, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. I was just like, for God's sake, I just want to screen your damn movie. Yeah. Um, at this point, I'm pulling my hair out. And then I had this really weird idea to just kind of message Greg's official Facebook page. I was just like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Um, and Greg replied, I don't know if it was Greg, I think it was someone managing his page at right, that okay, point. Right, okay, yeah. Like, so hang on, so, so another yeah. person using a fake name, someone signing it as Greg, but it may not have been Greg. May not have been Greg. Oh, we, I never really got a straight answer from Greg on that, and I right. haven't pushed him, maybe I should. Um, <laughs> but he he messaged back and said, hey, email this email. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that email. So I emailed this email, and this actual agent got back who wow. was dealing with Greg and Tommy's new movie, Best Friend. Yep. Um, and obviously they saw that we were relatively popular, I think. Yeah. Um, and they were like, hey, do you want to screen Best Friend? I was like, God, yeah. You know, that would be like the Scottish premiere, technically, so why not? Um, but then I was like, but please, God, can I have the room? Um, and they were like, yeah, sure. And we sold both nights out in like a minute. Yeah, of course. Because we, we, people were like gagging for the room, you yeah. know what I mean? They were desperate for it. And then I messaged back and was like, thanks so much for helping. Like, we sold both nights out. That's great. And then the agent was like, cool. Well, Greg wants to come in May. And I was just like, what? Wow. And she was like, so Greg wants to come. And we put Greg up in a hotel for like four days and just like drank cocktails for like three in the morning. Wow. And I speak to him. Like, I speak to him, like, every week because he's he's my whiskey pal and he keeps in touch with us because he's the greatest guy in the and, wait, and This is the thing, man. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. Tommy, as For people sure. will hear later on, is Tommy's, Tommy is more like Tommy, more like him than I imagined he was going to be. I, you know, I thought he'd kind yeah. of tone it down. If anything, he ups it no. a bit when you're with him. Yeah. Um, and Greg just sits there grinning and smiling and <laughs> chipping in and, and, and basically filling in the huge blanks yeah. that are left. Um, but, but also, yeah. I, you know, I'm a straight guy, Graham, but I kept looking at him thinking, man, you are so beautiful. Isn't he handsome? Greg, Greg is stunning. Yeah, Greg is, Greg is a very handsome guy. Oh. And he, he has a, he, but he's, he's got the big shoulders. He's tall. He's blonde. Yeah. He's from L.A., you know. Oh, I, I'm a straight guy, but, you know, Greg's a steroid. Greg he's steroid. great. Well, listen, they're, they're going to be on the show in about an hour's time. And it, it, it was a thrill awesome. to meet and, and wonderful that it kind of ties in with you. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had Sandra on, the, who's, who came to our show and lives in Glasgow, has been to your shows. Um, and just I normally normally I don't. She was mentioning you, and I thought I'm going to have a little mm-hmm. Google while she's talking. And oh. I just got that we're on. We landed on the um, the FAQs page, and I just <laughs> yeah. loved your ethos. We are DIY. We aren't Cineworld. We are a community cinema in the back room of the Flying Duck Bar and Vegan Restaurant. We drink yep. pints and eat food during our films. This is my favourite. We make new friends and cheer our favourite characters. We worship at the church of Winona Ryder and believe all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. We are <laughs> freaks, weirdos, geeks, and all in between. Man alive. That is, um, we kind of, Kath and I kind of do a few live events. And, and yeah. that ethos would fit us perfectly. It's be- tell, me about the, tell me about this place, the Burnt Church Film Club. How, when, why? Um, so, uh, it, it's just a question I've been asked a lot, but I mean, I, I think, and, and this is going to sound really my own, um, Jaxie, yeah. but in a way it, it's like none of that is marketing. Like that's not a market employee. It's not a business plan. It's, it's honesty. It's what we actually feel, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the reason that I feel and the reason that we wrote that, um, together 
was because when I first started, I'm not from Glasgow originally. I'm from Sunderland. I'm right. a I'm a proper Sunderland boy, and and I moved to Glasgow. And before I met my wife, I, I kind of felt like everyone was masquerading as um, inclusive kind of groups of people when naturally they were, that was the last thing they were. They were quite exclusive. It was yeah. very clicky, and I, I hated that. I'm I'm really. I, I like to think I'm community centered. I mean, I'm human. I, I dislike some people, but I like most. Yeah. I like to like people. Um, so when I kind of realized that most people were in a clique and it was going to be quite difficult for me to make friends, um, I kind of just thought, well, I love movies. I wonder if I could maybe host at the beginning and say to people, if you want to have a pint after the movie, feel free. And I wonder if anyone will actually come. And I didn't really expect that to happen. Um, and then we did it. The first screening was at like October 2017. Um, oh, so recent then? Oh, god, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not so old. Yeah. Um, and we got. We just got. We did all right. Like we got like maybe 50, 60 people for the first few screenings. Which I'm saying all right, but like when I think about it now, like that was back then. Sorry, that was amazing. Like yeah. that was all I ever wanted. What and, was the first film you did? The fir- we did a, a three-movie bill, but the first movie officially we did was The Lost Boys. Oh, there you go. There you go. I mean, yeah. classic. Okay. I mean, with that, that did really well. And then in the January, that was October, and in January of this year, um, I really wanted to screen The Shining. I love The Shining. It's a real big like movie of mine that I sort of grew up on in my early teens. Yeah. Um, and I posted it in the Stanley Kubrick Appreciation Society on Facebook. It's a, it's a great little group if you're a Kubrick fan. And his daughter liked it. And I thought, I wonder if I just ask her if she'll just go on Skype and we can have a chat. And I messaged her and she was like, well, why don't I just come up? Oh, I was just like, man. What? Um, and then I realized I really liked having guests. And I realized that most of the time when you have a guest, they're kind of on a stage, you're too far away, they go backstage afterwards. I like having guests in the back room of basically a vegan pub <laughs> and basically throwing them to the lions and yeah. saying, hey, you might be famous, but we're all friends. Yeah, here. everybody's like, equal here. Yeah, for sure. And it brings out some good moments, hilarious moments, but um, like it, it's gone crazy. Like We have like four guests this month which is just insane. It's really tough on my bank balance, but I enjoy it. So. Well, I was going to ask, because for, <laughs> for a lot, because like I say, me and Kath put on different kind of live events, sometimes like sort of variety mm-hmm. nights or podcast records, or we once did, um, uh, have you seen the movie Kung Fu Elliot? No. Oh, it's a do- it's a great documentary um, about this Canadian guy who thinks he's the Canadian Chuck Norris, and he makes his own movies, <laughs> okay. and it's brilliant. And we we put on a night where we screened one of his movies, and we had a live mm-hmm. Skype link up with the the. Um, the producers of the documentary, and then we surprised everyone. We had Elliot, who no one's spoken to for years. We had him on the phone. Um, but the, the, and I'd love to do a movie night, but it just. It, it, the rights thing is an issue, but also yeah. it, 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 it money. It costs money, and it's interesting what you For said. Sure. That, do you are you breaking even? Are you making money? Are you is it uh, kind of a hobby where you're you're putting a few quid in? How is it working out for you? And any money we make, I kind of if like we've done okay, um, but any money that I've made, I've immediately put back into getting a guest. Like I, I've always, I'm a horror movie fan. To be honest, yeah. But I like I like terrible movies, hence why I love The Room. Um, I hope Tommy's not listening to that. Um, but um, I love Mean Girls. I grew up on teen movies. I was born in '86, so like 
the craft and, and Mean Girls was big to me. Yeah. And I always really wanted to bring um, Damien or Danny Francesi from, from Mean Girls. Yeah. That was like the thing I wanted. And I was like, that's never going to happen. But if we ever got a little bit of money, maybe we could try. Um, and we had him like last month. And so any money we've made, we've just spent on guests. Like it's not a profit-making business. Maybe no. I should. Maybe I'm missing a trick here. But I, I just think it's more fun just to spend anything we make on guests and letting people have fun with it. And do you, I'm assuming that it's um, you you kind of have a, a group of regulars. Do you, do you get do, sure. do you have a, a lot of loyal fans that come along? Yeah, we we never used to. But like the more I we we set the rules at the start of like the movie for new people. So we have like three rules, and I always get like a different regular to say the first rule. Um, and it only dawned on me when I started doing that that we have like a solid group of like thirty people yeah. at least who are there every single screening. And it doesn't matter what movie we have. This guy called Andy, and he's come for everything. Like he he's got a ticket for like Necromantic. He has a ticket. He had a ticket for Mean Girls. We could be screening like Super Eight movies, or he could be screening like teen flicks and, and Hollywood blockbusters. And he just likes hanging out. And now I hang out with him, and that's what's really, like, quite nice about it. We have an Andy. James, we have an Andy, don't we? He comes mm. to everything and is delightful and is supportive. and is, Andy's uh, are great. Yeah, ev- every, every performer or venue needs an Andy or a James. We um, have two, actually. We have two Andys. We have Andy um, Davidson and Andy Marks, and they're, they're two of our biggest regulars. Oh, and they're, they're both called Andy? People. Yeah, and they're both baldy as well, and they both have little beards. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, but maybe it is. Who knows? I, look, I mean, this is great. November the fourth, you've got Heather's. Yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, it's a great film, and it's sold out. Love it's Heather's. a great film. I've not seen it for years and years, but man, that is a great movie. And they've just restored it. Arrow have just restored it, so we're playing the restored copy wow. of it as well, which is cool. Who's the Who's the dream? Booking, Graham. And by the way, dear listener, get pens and papers because we're going to give out websites and Twitter feeds and stuff in a minute. So if you want to get involved, if you're in Glasgow, if you're near Glasgow, if you're yeah. going up to Glasgow, get check this out because honestly, this this place looks unique. Who's the dream booking, uh, Graham? Who do you um, really want? This is really weird. I was just talking about that to my wife, like literally twenty minutes before you called. Oh. Um, so it's a, it's a tough question because I've kind of had my dream guest realistically. Yeah. But if we're talking a dream guest from my perspective, that's different to the Burnt Church perspective. Yeah, okay. For me, I'm a big fan of the movie Amelie, and we had Dominic Pinon in April. Wow. That was huge for me, because he stayed at my house, and it was really weird and awkward. Um, but if we're talking Burnt Church, who I think everyone collectively would love, and I would love, and the people who helped me would love, Robert Englund, maybe? Oh, yes. Now, yeah. now of course, most people are going, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Whenever I think of Robert Englund, I think of, um, and I can't remember the character's name, but he was in V. He's been quite a lot. He was in, like, 2001 Maniacs as well, which yeah. is vastly underrated. Yeah. I mean, I'd play Freddy, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, he's, he's damn good. Um, all right, uh, Graham, listen, we were in Glasgow last week. Had, had we known, we would have popped in and said hello. Next time we come up, oh, we're no. going gonna to try and coincide it so that we're up Please. there a weekend, you're, you, you've got something on. Where, how do people find out more? Where do they go? What's, what's, the, what's the deal? Oh, so there's a few things. Like, I'm, I'm trying to take a break from social media, but not from Burnt Church social media. So on, on Facebook, you can just follow Burnt Church Film Club. Yep. Um, we, we update stuff mostly on there. Same with Instagram, um, Burn Church Film Club. Instagram is on there as well. You can see, because you can do that highlight thing, so you can see our past guests and future guests and all that rubbish that goes with it. Um, and on Twitter, I think we are just Burn Church Film. Okay. Um, 
but burntagefilmclub.com is our official website. Okay, um, I'm going to tweet all that. I'll tweet all that so, during the next news. Hey, Graham, man, listen, yeah. if you've got anything coming up that you want to plug, you, you give us a call. You, you're, in, you're chatting to Kath on Twitter, I guess you're chatting. Yeah, you can just DM yeah. me and we'll sort yeah, it out. Yeah, you, you, you want to come on and plug something, man, any time, brother, because stuff like this I think is great and, uh, you know, kind of small, independent performances and performance venues and things. We need to keep these things alive and this sounds brilliant. I agree. So, and I, there's a venue in Glasgow right now which we were going to use called the CCA and right it had the trouble with some fire recently oh. um, where it's been shut down and the council aren't helping them so really like a plug for those guys as well we don't use them they're not our venue but like we can't let what is going what there. is going on because obviously there was the the art school fire yeah when we were in Glasgow someone maybe this was a while ago someone told us about a bar or a restaurant that had been burnt down yeah the CCA and oh, was it, that it we wanted to screen a movie there, like as a one-off, because it's a fabulous venue. And, and right now, Scalarama is happening, which is like a a country-wide thing where, like, it's basically turning like the whole of the UK into like DIY cinemas, which is great. And Glasgow's is this month, um, and Sean helps collate that with um, Matchbox Cinema um, and Scalarama. But the CCA is like a big venue for like clubs like us to be able to facilitate in a real cinema. Yeah. The Flying Duck's our home. We always love the Flying Duck. We'll never move. But a lot of other cinema clubs like rely on that, and like the council don't want to. From what I, I mean, I don't know. I don't work for the council, but um, I, I believe they're not helping too much. They want to and knock they, it down and sell it and make money as flats. That, I, mean, that, I don't know the situation or the area, but that's yeah. generally what happens in these situations. And you know, it's like I mean, it, it sounds really cheesy, but like I, I thank you guys for like inviting me on as well because it takes people to believe in venues like that. Also, it's yeah. not just having the the idea of putting on a movie, you've, got, you've actually got to come and promote it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, and we have, we, have, we have a lot of good listeners that like like things on the fringe, if you know what I mean. I don't mean that as an yeah, insult, but they sure. like no, things no, that are a little bit at. different, a bit niche, and are, yeah. are, are funded, or fuelled by passion. Um, and Burnt Ch- Bert Church sounds brilliant. Uh, Graham, so nice Thank of you, you to come on tonight, man. We'll speak again. Anytime. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you, mate. What a nice guy. What a great idea. I want to go. He was, he was, they were showing something the same time that we were on, so we couldn't have gone, but um, we'll tweet the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. Next time we'll plan it better. Yeah, we will. That was great. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Sandra, for bringing that up. There we go. Anna, stay there. You'll be next. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the phone number. I'm just tweeting all of the links and all the things. It was Graham, wasn't it? Yeah, Graham. Terrible. Memories are terrible. Uh, Thank you, Graham, for that. I've just tweeted all the links. If you are um, in Glasgow, the the thing is, like, we we hear all the time about how these small music venues are closing down. You can only go and see people at the O2 and stuff like that. And and that is a shame, and we may have missed the boat on most of those, but there's still a few out there, um, so go and support them. Art centres are struggling, go and support them. Shows like us, you know, we play tiny venues. We play places like the Bill Murray and the Rondo Theatre in Bath and the Carolina Brunswick in Brighton. These are tiny venues that we're playing, partly because we, you know, we're not a huge act, and also because it's nice to go and play and support these places. So something like Burnt Church sounds awesome. Um, and maybe, maybe I'll kick around the idea again of starting a film club somewhere because he's kind of inspired me. But if, go and support it. Um, let's go to Anna. Good evening, Anna. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hi, Anna. Hey, um, I thought I'd call in because I'm really excited to hear your interview later with Tommy and Greg. Man alive. Honestly, it is some 
it's some interview. It, there's, Tommy's really quiet for the first few minutes, OK, because I, I think I offended him. So I go straight to, <laughs> straight to Greg, who is very, you know, he's, he's Hollywood. He's very PR. Um, and we talk a lot about the new movie. And then, then, then I get Tommy chuckling. And he does the same laugh that he does in the room. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And it just stops. He does that a lot. And, when, and, I, and I don't, don't turn to him on the first chuckle. I think like the second or third, I turn to him and go, so, Tommy. And, and by that point, he's in. He's totally in. And he, 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 he talks and rambles. And some of the answers are relevant. Some of them are completely irrelevant. And it's, it's a joy, Anna. If you like the room or the disaster artist or just um, passionate eccentrics, I think you're going to love this interview. It's one of my favourite ones I've ever done. Yeah, I bet it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've seen them both live twice now because i've seen um, a live screening of the room yeah and that was a reason another reason why i was calling in as well because i'd highly recommend seeing a live screening because it's it's an amazing experience we can't go they're doing it this week at the prince charles they're doing loads of performances like generally two performances a day i think on one day they're doing maybe four performances and we can't go or the the two that we could go to are sold out so um we can't make it you've never seen it have you i only saw it on sunday and you've not seen it we've got to do it at some point it's it's great they show them really regularly it's on all the time really okay well i'm I'm gonna keep keep an eye out for yeah i'm gonna and here's the thing i thought it was gonna be crap Right, and I thought, all right, after ten minutes, I'm going to get the joke, but it kind of is crap. But it's really, really well done because he spent money on it and he got professional photographer, you know, DOP and lighting, so it looks like a real movie. Um, and that's what makes it so watchable is it looks like a real movie, but then suddenly you just think, well, this dialogue is really, really bizarre, you know, and this acting in places is atrocious, you know, um, and the story is nuts. And the whole, you know, breast cancer um, subplot that doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's, it's just, and it's just exactly. wonderful. It just does things that, like, a normal movie wouldn't do. Like, there's a, a transition scene in the middle of a party scene. And yeah. normally a transition scene is, you know, transitioning because they're going somewhere else or a, a yeah. long time has passed. And then at the end... They're just right back in the same scene again. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what is going on with <laughs> They this are, thing? and also the actor, the, um, uh, one of the actors wasn't around for the, for the, the filming of the, the second half of the party scene, so he's just replaced by another bloke. There's, <laughs> yeah. an, there's, there's a, this stranger who's like, I'm really worried about our friend group, and it's like, who are you? We've never seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> We've never seen you before. The other oh. guy's gone. Why are you hanging out with the other guy's girlfriend? What? And it's just never explained. Oh, I've got to see this. Oh, mate, it's <laughs> brilliant. And that weird, screening. that weird so kid, good. that weird kid who wants to watch <laughs> them having sex and stuff. Yeah, it's like, how old is he supposed... Is he, like, 15 or is he 25? Because I then went on IMDb and, and, and apparently Tommy has since said... And here's the th- joy of Tommy, right? A lot of his... He's rewritten a lot of history. So he now says that The Room was always a joke. It was always meant to be a joke. It was always meant to be a pastiche. And so he always he says that now, and you kind of think, all right, I'm going to let you tell that story, but I don't believe a word of it. But if that's how if that's how you've rewritten history, that is totally your prerogative. So he now says that this, this weird kid who keeps coming in with them um, was like... Um, uh, had learning difficulties. Um, but, but the actor playing that has since said, well, no one told me he had learning difficulties. <laughs> that was never mentioned... To me, it makes sense, but it was never mentioned to the guy playing him. You know, it's it's a joy. It really is good. Well, the the live um, the live screenings are so great because there's so much audience participation. Oh hi, doggy. Um, well, yeah. And, um, have you heard about the spoons? The what? Spoons. 
No. So, um, if you watch the film again, I'm sure you'll watch it many times and pick up on these yeah. things. Um, the whole set, they they put loads of photos up and they bought them all from, I don't know, like a charity shop I or did something. hear this. Go on, they, this is brilliant. They, they didn't replace the pictures that were in the frames. Yeah. And for some reason, all of the photo frames had, like, photos of spoons in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't notice, I I had IMDb (laughs) open as I'm watching it, and I I was like, oh, yeah, 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 they are, right, yeah. God, sorry. Well, in the theatre, whenever there's a shot and you can see a photo of a spoon, everyone throws spoons. (laughs) And people people go to the theatre with, like, bags of plastic spoons. So as soon as a a spoon appears, everyone shouts, spoon! And if you're in, like, the front half of the theatre, you just get showered in spoons. (laughs) And this is... um, Go on. Sorry, go on. Carry on. When you buy your ticket, they warn you as well, you know, no metal spoons, only plastic spoons, <laughs> and they, they check on the door. And <laughs> and this is why, I, this is why I'm so late coming to this. I know, you know it's the 15th anniversary of the film, and, and, and Greg was saying kind of around 2008, he first realised that actually this was taking on a life of its own. Um, but this is what I like about it, that this whole mythology is built around it and this whole ritual and this whole performance. And you go and see the film and they're shouting out and they're cheering and they're saying the lines and they're throwing spoons. You know, apparently there's a drinking game you can play where every time Tommy laughs, you take a, you take a shot. And but believe me, you're going to be pissed 15 minutes into the film. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does that all the time. Oh, hi, Mark. I did not hear. I didn't. I did not. I did not hear. Oh, hi, Mark. It's just, it's such a great film. And I, I, we're going to play the interview after midnight and then we're going to put it out as a podcast tomorrow. It, honestly, it's my favourite interview I've done. Thank you, mate. Cheers for the call. 0344 I don't say that very lightly. It's my favourite interview I've, that I can think of. Certainly the f- favourite of recent times. Wow. I'm going to say one of my favourite ever. More than Ronnie Spector. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I'm going to say it because it was just... It was just so charming, and the fact that there was there was an air of synchronicity about it. In that, uh, you know, why would I watch the film on Sunday? That, that just seemed an odd thing. And my friend Simon was suggesting it, and I was thinking, oh, I don't really fancy it. Or we'll watch ten minutes, and then I'll get the joke. And, but that, and then I said to Simon on Sunday night, I'm going to see if I can get Tommy on the show. He said, Oh, you won't. You won't. He's all Hollywood now. Come in the next day, just before the show. So, oh, I see. If we Google Tommy Wiseau. Oh, he's in London. It just. There was just something about it that it was meant to be. Hey, look at that. The switchboard is empty for the first time this evening. Uh, you've only got about another 45 minutes to phone in before we play the Tommy and Greg interview. So if you want to do it, now is the time. 0344 Cost you pennies, probably free. Um, you'll speak to Sam. He will take your name and number and give you a call back. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, I know we don't really do Trump. But his, um, you heard the two things he said about Hurricane Maria. That's the, that's the current hurricane, isn't it? Mm, I've, I haven't heard what he said. I've seen oh. the reaction. What's he said? He said two things. The first one is, I wonder if I can find the, the clip of it. Hang on a second. 0344 499 Donald Trump hurricane Maria description. Um... Um, I can't find it. But he says, his description of it is, it's very wet. 
That's it. It's very wet. Right. And the other thing is, um, uh, um, Trump is claiming... So 3,000 um, Americans in Puerto Rico have been killed by Hurricane Maria. Right. right. Trump says that's not true. Right. They're saying that to make him look bad. He's saying that they also factored in... Well, let's see if I can find. Let's see if we can well, find I mean, the clip. So he's, how's it? Hang on. Where after days of calling the federal response to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico an incredible success, this is great, and even underappreciated, President Trump is now denying the official death toll. In fact, he's gone beyond denying it. He's claimed that this is all a ploy this by Democrats. CNN's Abby Phillip joins me now with the latest. Abby, good morning. Well, good morning, Erica. This is for President Trump, an escalation in the rhetoric around this issue that we, we know for several days now. He's been saying that he believes that Hurricane Maria was an unsung success for the federal government, that they did everything that they could. And now he's saying that these claims that there might have been more people dying as a result of this storm are all part of what he called uh, done by Democrats in order to make me look bad. Right. So this guy is nuts, right? Three thousand people died. He's going no, no, no. The, the other, the opposition is saying that to make me look bad. We did a great job. How has he made this about himself? <laughs> okay, we carry on. Here we go. Carry, carry uh, look as bad as possible when I was successfully raising billions of dollars to help Puerto Rico. The president also claims that when people died of old age, that was counted in the death toll, but that is not true. <laughs> So his reasoning is, this is it. This was done, this is a a tweet, obviously. This was done by the Democrats in order to make me look as bad as possible when I was successfully raising billions of dollars to help rebuild Puerto Rico. If a person died for any reason, like old age, just add them onto the list. So he's saying that people that would have died naturally at that point anyway, because they're old, they've just been bundled into the 3,000 to make him look bad. That's the, he's their president. And that's what he's saying. Sure, Don. He sounds legit. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Isn't that awful? Imagine that you know that the, Theresa. There's a natural. We don't get things quite as big as that. But but there's like a huge car crash, or you know, a lot of people die. It's something. Tens of hundreds of people die. And Theresa May's going. No, 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 no. It's not hundreds of people. They've just included people in the area that died of natural causes to make me look bad. Incredible. That is nuts. And yet people will still go. He's a great president. He's a dickhead! It's my political statement for the night. Here's the thing, right? He's like a kid. He cannot accept that maybe he's not brilliant at everything. So he scratches around for an excuse as to why people are saying that he might not be brilliant at everything. I thought that was such a great line. Yeah, yeah, what they've done is they've included old people that died as well, just to make me look bad. They're just jealous of me. They're making stuff up. (laughs) Let's go to Andy. Good evening, Andy. Hey, um, how you doing? You all right? Flipping heck! What's going on with you, Andy? I know, I'm, I'm full of cold. Oh, I'm, this I'm is really disgusting. Not well at all. Oh, this is horrible. I'm well, taking my head... Uh, oh, you're full of phlegm. I'm taking my headphones <laughs> off and listening from a distance. He sounds like a dirty caller. Oh, he's riddled. So listen, I'm going to make it a really quick call. Please do, mate. But I just, I just wanted to say, I heard you wobble last night and I saw you tweet yeah. today. And I just wanted to send you lots of love, man. Oh, it, um, hearing a man t- talking like Phyllis from Coronation Street sending me lots of love. That is... Um, <laughs> that is um, I know it's coming from a good place, Andy, but it sounds like it's coming from your bad place. Well, listen, I, I, I'll let it come from wherever you want it to come, OK? Oh, uh, listen, look after yourself. Thank you, buddy. Um, there's lots and lots of people who love you and care about you. Thank you. I know one of them who loves and cares for me. Stay there, Andy. Evening, Carol. Hello. 
Ian, I'm glad you're a bit more chirpy today. Yes, Carol. Sleep deprivated. Oh, Carol, I am but a fool. Don't ever leave me, though you treat me cruel. You have no idea how many times I've heard that. Oh, Hang on a minute. There's got to be another Carol song. Hang on, there's got to be... Andy, do you know any other Carol songs? not many. Uh, Christmas Carols. Okay, Christmas carols. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that yeah, is nice. People can, realise I'm alive. I can only think it's of Christmas. Hey, Carol Ann. Well, Carol Ann. You're not a Carol Ann, are you, Carol? No, I'm a proper Carol you're not. A, you're not a Caroline, Carol, are you? Or no. Carolina. Okay, I've got loads of Carolines. No. Um, All it is, is I'm a, just a fool. It's got yeah, 0344 499 one... Hang on a second, hang on a second, I might have found something. Hang on. Hang on. Is this Flemmy Andy singing? <laughs> this is Andy's new single. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you weirdo! That's horrible. Here we go. in the end. That was... That was nice. Nice. Oh, nice. God. I remember that one now. You've just played it. Because what I, I thought, oh, it's just a bit fed up. Yeah. I'll ring in because um, I was telling my favourite blonde joke. Because that changed. Your favourite what joke? Blonde joke. Blonde joke. OK, fine. Let's... Uh, probably you know, have, a, Getting ready to press the dumb like button. A, yeah, but go on. Is this any blonde lady? I'm a blonde, as you know. Okay. And I'm like a proper blonde. I've got a blonde personality, if you haven't already guessed. Yeah. Because that's pro- proper blondes have blonde personalities. I'm getting glad you stuck around for this, aren't you, Andy? Oh, I'm trying. I'm Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, Karen! There we go. <laughs> Better than the other one, Neil Sadak. Bit there's it's three. Dreary, there's three songs with it? carols. We've got one. three songs with Carol in there. But anyway. Oh, thank you. Can you send me a, um, a tape a of them? CD yeah, sure. With them on. Uh, no. Well, a mixtape. Ian Carol. Yes, Andy. Do you remember when, like, the were Lonely Hearts columns yes. in the back of newspapers? Rich businessman I mean, looking for Chinese lady to travel the world and have sex with. That's that kind exactly. of thing, doesn't it? And yeah. it was PO boxes like that, and yeah. you used to call a 991 number yeah. and leave a message, and then you'd listen into it. Well, Carol, confession time. Whenever I hear your voice on the radio, I just imagine I'm calling my PO box. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how to take that, Carol. Uh, and P.O. stands for pervert on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. I'll Let's... bring him on. Yeah, OK. Bring... I don't mind. Well, I, I think I've Andy's probably not... He's taken out of me all my life. He can't say anything to Andy's me. Prob- or you're probably not Andy's type. And you're barking up the wrong tree. I need some light this, Carol. Have you got any? Well, I don't know. OK. Listen, are you going to let me speak or are you just going to bad... Ramble on. Fair play. She's got. She's got. She's got the cat to feed. Yeah, shut okay. up, Andy. Now, when, she, when you say you got, well. when you say you got to feed your cat, is that a euphemism? No, it's my cat. She's migrating me. Okay. I told you on Monday I had another mate. 
a mouse in. Yeah. I'm not let, I don't tell anything that's not completely truthful. Okay. Let's... Because random things happen to me all the time. Yes. Lex. Anyway. Yes. I was just, there was one thing I remembered today. Oh, God. I tell you what, my day today was, it wasn't even good enough to be shit. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, yes! <laughs> Catherine stood up. That means you said something very, very funny. <laughs> well, let's hear, let's hear your blonde joke. <laughs> Carol, as it, as it is, okay. it is 1993, so let's hear it. Right, quick plug for Neil Diamond, Crackling Rosie yeah. was one of the two first singles I ever bought. Do you know what it's about? And, um, yeah, it's about the um, fellas that got no women, because it's a yeah. nice Bo- bottle of... Cheap bottle of wine. Cheap bottle of wine. Correct. Okay, so, let's hear this um, blonde joke, yeah. Carol. So, anyway, right, are you this. ready for this? Yes, we are. Yes, hence me asking you for it three times. You might know it already. What happens if you know it? Um, we'll That's clap our hands. work, is it? No. Is it about the three... Oh, someone, somebody might be listening just, that don't know just, it. Just no say it. Anyway. <laughs> just say it, right. please. You ready? You ready, Andy? Three... Oh, I'm ready. I'm braced. You ready, Kath? Braced oh, for this. No. <laughs> three okay. blonde girls yes. walking through the forest. Yes. And they come across some tracks. Uh-oh. And the first one says, I reckon them's deer tracks, you know. Yeah. And the second one says, no, you're not right there. They're fox tracks. Oh, God. And the third Sounds one good. says, no, you're both wrong. They're rabbit tracks. And they were still arguing when the train hit up. <laughs> Oh, okay. I get it. That's quite. Andy likes that. Kath doesn't get it. I do. Okay. That's actually quite. They were a bit worried about them. Did they get picked up or? I think they were killed. Oh God. So what Carol has done is told us a very sad story of three women being being killed by a train. They were only blondes. They weren't as. Oh, there's loads more. It's fine. (laughs) Carol, thank you for that. Did you, did that cheer you up? It Just certainly, it, it certainly did. It cheered me up that it wasn't offensive enough for me to lose my job. So that's good. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, oh, I'll tell, ask me one day yeah. what the story about me, the first time I went to work in London yes. and the escalator story. Oh, we've got time for it now. Can we not hear it now, we Carol? I don't know. Are you busy? Right, oh, we can, but we'll, we'll come back in a second, because I'm the only one that's yeah. a professional here, and I'm, we're late <laughs> for the adverts. But we'll hear Carol's escalator story. I think, I've just got a feeling <laughs> it's actually going to be quite unpleasant. I've just got a feeling it's going to be quite unpleasant, and you're going to regret asking for it now. I was holding back. You asked for it, Kath, so you're going to get it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Just had a cheeky email... Look, let me read this email and you guess, guess what my reply was. And I sent a reply during that break from someone called Nicole. Hello, Ian. I'm writing on behalf of Dr. Kenneth Womack, author of the new two-part biography on Beatles producer George Martin. Oh. Ken will be in the UK as part of his book tour. I was wondering if you might have... I already know the answer. ...having him as a guest on yes, your please. show. Yes, please. Also, we can send you a copy of the book. Yes, please. Yes. That's, that's, what a thrill. The correct answer is two, please. I've got just replied, we'd love it. Of course we would. The, the, the biographer of George Martin? Oh, I'll pick his brains apart. Also, remind me, uh, after midnight, we'll play... The, the, I've been sent the new, they, the new They Might Be Giant single. Ah. Not heard it? 
We'll play it after midnight. How cool. And I might have blagged us some tickets to go and see him at the Barbican in March. Ding dong. There we go. And also, can I just throw a little cat amongst the pigeons? Go on. You don't know this. Coming soon. Coming real soon, guys. This is just sort of... Because I've got a cat. There's some pigeons. I'm going to throw it at them, then I'm going to walk away. Bit cruel, mate. Yeah, a little bit cruel. Coming soon, you'll be able to watch this show on YouTube. Right, where were we? We were with... Whoa, 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 says who? Uh, we, were, we were with... I haven't signed off on that. Okay, we'll be able to watch this, this show on YouTube. We were speaking to Andy and Carol. Good evening. Why did we go? Hello, my gorgeous Hello. people. <laughs> Andy... You off for the advert. Yes, yes. <laughs> Andy's become very flamboyant over the... Uh, I the, have. Your I voice... Like your voice is loosening up. Have you tried a balm or something? I'm just sort of Thank you very much indeed. Carol, now I've got a feeling this story's not going to be very pleasant, but you guys asked for it. I, I hesitated. Carol, let's hear your story about your first day at work on an escalator. I've got sent, it, when I was past about 17... It's going to be I such an unpleasant story, guys. in London, Hiya. right, um, for six weeks... It's Right. No, it's not. It's just funny. Yeah, OK. Anyways, yeah. I kind of... This was, like, back in the distant past. Is there a gusset and involved? I only remembered it because my friend who sent me all the blonde jokes yeah. sent me a picture of a blonde girl yep. walking up the, the down escalator. Oh, yeah. And, and I put underneath... How did you know? And what happened was, my first day, I had to get to um, High Holborn. Yes. From where I was staying. Yes. And so, anyway, I'm on the train, and I thought, they're a bit grumpy in London, aren't they? They've they're always got a pouty face and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I found that I, I had to change the underground train. Yes. And so, anyway... We, we finish at one o'clock we, tonight, Carol, just to flag yeah, that right up. Then. Well, you see, it's your fault. You wanted to know. I didn't. I, I literally did it. Catherine and Andy did. It's, it's my fault. It's Catherine and well, Andy's anyway, fault. I'm so wanted to know what it is. I was at the station... <laughs> on, ...on the underground, and I accidentally walked up the down escalator. Up the down escalators. Yes. Right. And what's the funny and bit? I thought... These people in London, they're quite friendly, actually, because everybody was going on the other escalator, was smiling, and people stopped running past because I was in the way, because I didn't know you had to stand on the side of an escalator on the left-hand side. I didn't know that, so I was just ambling along there, like you do. And um, I accidentally went up... Um, walked up a down escalator and I didn't notice till I got off the top and I thought, why are these people getting off in a different... Why are there people at the top? I was on the mat. I thought, why are people going downwards on this escalator? It's an up escalator. because you've done it wrong. And then I thought, oh, Carol, you've just come up the wrong way, bloody idiot. But it's so crowded in it on the underground. Oh, and I'm only it. five foot tall. I couldn't see. You should have been sat upside down on a sofa, were. Carol. 
That's what you need I to need do. To don't you don't know how to use chairs or escalators. You're a nightmare. Carol, it's a pleasure. Andy, I blame that on you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Giselle. Hello, Ian. Hello, Cal. Hello, Giselle. I've just got to say that escalated slowly. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Giselle? I'm okay. That was a really bad pun, Kathleen. <laughs> I had to say it. It was there. Uh, it she, listen, out. Listen, she's my mate, Giselle, and I knew that it was a stinker. That's why I just moved straight on. I, I didn't. I, ah, I was trying okay. to save her. You've drawn attention to it. I'm now drawing attention to it. Kath is cancelled. <laughs> in the Twitter parlance, <laughs> Kath is cancelled. What can we do for you this evening, Giselle? Um, well, funny you should ask. I know you're not a request show, and if I wasn't a request show and I was in charge of the desk, I would be like, why do we have people calling up asking for songs? Because I'd play what the blooming heck I want. Yes. However, oh. um, I was wondering if there was any chance of Little Tobo tonight. Um, do you know, I don't know where I've... I've, I I've not seen that for... Uh... For ages. <laughs> no, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell did I put Littlest Hobo? Do you know I haven't seen that for such a long time. I Sorry. love my facts. Um, Banana. Uh, <laughs> did you or didn't you? Um, Hi, I'm Gene Simmons. And I'm Paul Stanley. And no. Um, uh, it's looking. Let's see if it's in my iTunes. Littlest. Uh, this is the wrong version, I think. Hang on. Oh, no, I haven't got it. Uh, the answer to... This isn't it. This is a different version. Sounds like a funny remix. There's a voice oh, that's, that's keeps on calling me down the road. That's not it. The answer to, the answer to that question is a resounding no... But, um... Uh, well, he's just trying to make a fashion <laughs> statement. Jack Russell. No. Boom, 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 boom. We don't want to go from a sleazy country to Where a sleazy country. Where is it? Um, the answer to that question, Giselle, is no, but I'll have a look through it during the news. OK, and, um, <clears throat> maybe tomorrow? Hey! hey! Now, that was a bad pun. Cancelled. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sean and G, stay there, come to the bit. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making I talk. I got handed an Iron Man sandwich straight from the can. It tasted so bland. I asked a last to pass me a glass of Eagles conditions of the working class. Right away they dragged me to the committee to explain my un-American activity. They called me
New single from They Might Be Giants. And the great line at the end, I, first time I've heard that, the fascists have the outfits, but I don't care about the outfits. What I care about is the music, and the communists have the music. That is great. How do they keep doing that stuff? Where's the, 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 they sent me the blurb. But the blurb is impressive. They just released their 20th uh, album, um, and it's, uh, they've been going for 35 years. 35 years, and they're still churning out pop, fresh-sounding pop. Love it. Um, good evening, Sean. Ian, how you doing? I'm all right, just to flag up again, Tommy Wiseau and uh, Greg Sestero coming on the show in about 15 minutes' time, guys. It really is it's, it's my favourite interview I think I've done in a long, long time, so stay tuned. I'm good, thank you, man. What have you got for us? Oh, well, I just wanted to phone and congratulate you for pulling off the interview. Superb. I can't wait. No, it's going to be great stuff. Honestly, I think I, I wasn't... Because a lot of people yesterday were going, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be legendary. And I'm thinking, do you know what? It might not be because not everyone plays the game. And, and y- y- you know, they're not going to be like the two people in the movie. Um, Tommy's exactly like the guy in the movie. I, <laughs> honestly, it is... When you hear, you'll hear him chuckle in the background. As soon as I heard the first chuckle, I thought we're in. This is yeah. oh, it's a thrill. I think you're going to dig it, man. Go oh, on, what, what you got? For sure. Well, um, yeah, hello, Kath, by the hello. way. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I called you the other night. I don't know if you remember. I'm on holiday. I was down in Wales. Uh, now I'm in Blackpool tonight, actually. I'm on my way home now, so um, hey, last leg of the holiday. Beautiful. Uh, I really fancy a night in Blackpool, a couple of nights in Blackpool. Kath raised her eyebrows there. She's dissing a region. I would never no, do that. No, it's just that, that, I mean, Southerners love Blackpool. People who are not from anywhere near Blackpool love yeah. it. I used to get taken there all the time. I fancy could... maybe, I, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe taking a week off in November. Right. Uh, to get ready for the Christmas push. Um, just cause I, you know, because I had a little little breakdown on air. Yes, not breakdown, but yesterday I kind of crashed a bit, and I think well, maybe I I'll take. Heard about that. Yeah, yeah I just. Sorry, I missed it actually. Well, I'm not sorry. I missed no, it's a... you wouldn't. Have... I... You wouldn't really have heard it. It was a great bit of radio. Just we're doing the show, and it suddenly went a bit weird. And then we played the the bed music for about five minutes, and then an interview from eighteen months ago kicked in. <laughs> but as a listener, that stuff thrills me. But I guess oh, yeah. I'm just thinking I'm, I want to take a week off and just you know. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking of maybe going to like a seaside resort in November. Right. Well, oh my God, um, really? I, if you're not if feeling you like too. The wind. You know, yeah, the howling wind. And, oh, I and... think that's the most oh, depressing, yeah. depressing idea I've ever heard. Well, you're a, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay, you're an idiot. Get back to me in November. I'll, I will do. I think it'll be great, don't you, Sean? Well, uh, yeah, you'd have to pack a decent uh, southwester, I think. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I've got I've got a cagoule. Don't worry. <laughs> but anyway, Blackpool aside, um, just wanted to call you and um, mention uh, Donald Trump and how disgusting he is as an individual, um, and this thing with the Salisbury two and. Oh, it's just Putin's taking a leaf out of his page, you yeah. know, or a page out of his leaf, whatever. Yes. But you know what I'm saying? Well, kind Absolutely of. disgusting. What kind of a world are we living in where people like Trump can get away with what he's getting away with? <laughs> I, I mean... just think it's so incredible that, oh yeah, the death toll that has been published is fake news from the oh, uh, from the Democrats. Please. They've included they've included people oh. that died of old age. <laughs> I'm actually physically feeling sick in that oh. county. You don't, don't. Man. Let go Let go of the sickness, Sean. You have to laugh because it's so obscenely mm. offensive and well, disrespectful to those people. You know that... what? Um, I'll probably miss him when he's gone because he is, is, that a threat? He is constant entertainment. I'll give him that. Are you threatening to kill the but president is... of the United States oh, of America? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> here's, a qu- here's a question. Here's a question, and it sounds like a yeah. flippant one. It's genuine. If you had a time machine, would you go back and kill baby Trump? No. 
No. So you want this to happen then? So you want this to happen then? No. You want this no, to happen? not at all. Well, the, not well at all. you've got the choice. I've given you a time machine and you refuse to go and do the deed. So you're, therefore you're happy with the situation we have. So it's your I'm fault, not Sean. I'm happy with it, but I am kind of enjoying it, I have to admit. It's a bit of a, bit of a guilty pleasure of mine, I have yeah. to confess. My, oh. uh, my son and daughter are, are um, you know, they think I've kind of lost the plot because yeah. I'm so interested. They support them, you know, Trump. How can, how can you not be interested when it's so diabolical? You know, the guy is just hideous on every single front. Oh, it's outrageous. And I don't really care. I don't really care about Brexit. I don't really care about Trump. I don't care about either. But um, So I don't really follow Trump. But every now and then, when something like that comes up, if I'm listening to a bit of James O'Brien oh. or a bit of Radio 4, and it just, when, when a line like that floats out, you just say, oh, it's so beautiful. And the thing is that people <laughs> that support Trump thing. will go, yeah, yeah, he's right. He, he, oh. he's, he's right, of course. This is a this is a mainstream media push mm. to make him look bad. <laughs> it's great. It's great. These are the best times um, to be alive. Oh, you couldn't be you couldn't be more right. I have to say, and as I say, when it ends, I'll kind of I'll be sorry in a way, but end it well. You can guarantee that. Yeah. Um, anyway, forget about Trump. Forget about Sosby too. That is totally ridiculous, though. Yeah. But another couple of things, just a quick couple of stuff. Yeah. Vaping, I have to agree, is is definitely an insidious act. That's being perpetrated on the people. Um, uh, personal number plates, hate those guys. This guy's going through our entire t- career. T- yes, yeah. yes. I, yes, I've fallen down look. a well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been attacked by an, e- an owlian, but I, I, I sympathise. Um, uh, yes, he's going to do the whole thing. I love it. This is great. Well, summer of our career. He's thorough. No, but you get where I'm going, though. There's so many things. I've got a few things looking at. I'm not going to take away all the space, because I know the interview's coming up, and I don't want to miss it. I'm going to be listening very hard on that, because it will be fun. Yeah. But okay. another couple of things for you. Well, sheep do not talk Scottish. Um, oh, I tried did you try and speak and to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I do at home. Goats as well, they have pretty responsive. And do the, do the, sheep... The, the, sheep, the Scottish sheep definitely reply? Oh, absolutely. Kind of a full-on dialogue with a Scottish sheep, but with a Welsh sheep, they just look at you like Isn't that funny? Because the Welsh sheep, when I was there last, they spoke they spoke to me, so they understood the English accent. Well, they started well, that's you. interesting. But they don't understand the Scottish accent. Isn't that funny? Well, like most yeah, normal I was, people. I was trying to anglicise my uh, accent, but they weren't having it. They just looked at me as if I was dumb. I was yeah, like, I love it. I love it when you when you say something and you get a reaction from them. It's so, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I really can talk to the animals. <laughs> well... Normally that is the case with sheep, but not 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 in Wales. I can guarantee. Get you over that. it, sucker! They didn't like you. Uh, that's uh, that's what it is. Um, the only one thing I'll mention, and then I'll get off here for sure, yeah. um, is is the policy of uh, giving names to um, Islamic fundamentalist assassins. Yeah. I wish the media wouldn't do that. I know they have to, <laughs> but you know why <laughs> do they do that? That wasn't one of mine, was it? Was there a stack going? You well, mean like no, six that, months ago? This, that, you... this is a you mean like um, the the Beatles and Jihadi John and all of that? Yeah, why did they do that? I absolutely abhor. Or do that. you mean, or do you mean when they say the person's real name? Both, right? I yeah, both of the, I think both of these instances, these people should be referred to as Mister X. Yeah, why give them it's that cool extra name, bit though. of Mister X? Well, why, is a cool name. Well, yeah, mm, well, yeah. I, I, I would be better than the real name. I definitely disagree with the the, the jihadi John and all that, and I refuse to do mm. that because I just thought, well, you're making them sound like fun, lovable characters, and also you're disrespecting yeah. the greatest rock and roll band in the world. But I thought, no, it's that's not these, these are these are barbaric murderers. Let's not you know make light of it. Um, and yeah, also in the the news stories, I do. I was surprised when they were talking about the inquiry of the um, the Westminster Bridge. Attack. Oh, they named they named the arsehole that drove the car, mm. and I just thought mm. 
I just thought, no, that's that's that feels to me inappropriate because we don't want to remember yeah. him. We want to remember his much, murderous would, act, but not yeah. him. I would much prefer arsehole E, you know, um, <laughs> because well, my wife really. was reporting on that. It would be a funny. <laughs> she did, she did do that, you know. But you're right because we don't want to celebrate their name or commemorate just, their name. You're just giving oxygen to their stuff, you yeah. know. And I, I just find the whole thing absolutely sickening to the, the core of myself. Okay, that, well, arsehole X, I'm cutting you off now. Thank you very much indeed. The 20 past three break. That's the first break I've got to hit. OK, right. We've got doing things slightly different. And it always confuses me because I'm an idiot. Um, speaking of idiots, good evening, G. <laughs> that, was a, that was smooth. Morning, it was cruel, Morning, but it was smooth. That, that actually threw me. If you're on speakerphone, I'm going to come and kill you. Oh, God. I'm not. I'm, I'm in my bathroom. If I hear a plop or a flush... There will be no plop. There will be no flush other than you cutting me off. OK. Right, what you got for us? Have you? I, I actually, I actually had something that I wanted to say, and then I kind of lost my nerve a little. Have Have you ever gone in to do something and lost your nerve completely after sex, like thirty seconds? Sex. Oh, okay. Would you, would, what do you mean? Like loads, loads of times. Of course, I have no, loads I, of times. I mean, I just mean anything at yeah. all. Just yeah, sex. No, but sex definitely. Um, loads of loads of things I've come into the show with with ideas before, and then th- sat here and thought, actually, I don't know if I've got the guts to do it, and and and, and bottled it. Um, going in and think, right, I'm going to confront someone. Um, and yeah, loads of times, of course. Isn't it a weird experience? Um, it's it is weird being a pussy, and that's what we are. Gee, we you and me with pussies, and we need to accept that. Why? What were you going to do? Say something to me. I, I, no, I was. I'm... Fight me. I did this whole Challenge me to a fight. My head for Carol, and I lost my nerve like okay. twenty seconds after I thought about it. Yeah. Because I thought, nah, it's a bit crass. It's oh. a bit stupid. Are you, are you self censorship? Bit... This is great. Right, we've made a breakthrough. This is a breakthrough. G self censorship. <laughs> you've pro- here's the thing. You know you've probably done the right thing. In the world, the greatest poet that never lived. You've you know? probably done the right thing, buddy. Pat yourself <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for the call, you weirdo. It's appreciated, G. You're a good sport. Thank you, man. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Did you have a story earlier on, or did I dream there was a story? No. Yeah, we, did, a... we did it. We appalled Ken, which is all I live to do. Do you recognise this young lady? Yes, the... I do. Go on. Um, is it Megan Lawrence? No. It's Josie Russell. Megan Russell. Oh, yeah. Who's Megan Lawrence? I don't know. Um, Josie Russell. Yes, I did recognise. That was who I was going for. Yeah, I wouldn't have recognised her, but I, should, oh, I don't she, think she's changed at all. She hasn't. Now, now that it, I've seen it, she's in a lot of the papers, um, and she was on Lorraine. I think Lorraine gets some really good guests, and Lorraine's a great. Lorraine's lovely. She's a really human person. Yeah. That is not too too stupid a thing to say. She's the one you'd want to talk to if you want to tell that kind of human interest story. Yeah, and um, there we go. It's, it's on the front page of the Times. It's in loads of the papers. Now, the name, some of you are going, Josie Russell. Go, some of you were too young to remember it, remember it, and some of you will get it straight away. It was, uh, she was involved in a really horrific uh, murder. Um, uh, read this. Um, age just nine. This is horrific, a case. You might want to switch off for a minute, OK? OK. Age just nine, she was left for dead in the sickening hammer attack in which her mum and sister, Lynn and Megan Russell, were murdered on a sunny country lane. I remember it so well. Mm. 22 years on. So I was uh, 23. 
tw- I remember it so well. Such a horrific story. 22 years on, Josie Russell's smile shows she's at peace as she and her, f- her fiancé plan their future in the home she once shared. It says it with the tragic pair. It's a little bit of a dark sentence, I'd say, that she shared with her mum and her sister. Josie, 31, survived uh, with horrific injuries after killer Michael Stone bound and, and there goes we don't need to go into the, the, the details of what happened i didn't i didn't i couldn't remember if they caught the guy or not um but it was such a big big story at the time and it was it was horrendous and she was like she was nearly died as well she was i mean she got hit in the back of the head with a hammer and was really really sick um and then uh, um came around and got better and i just thought that was um i thought it was just really interesting i don't want to say lovely because I don't want to take away from the horrors that, that she went through and the horrific thing that happened. But it's it's nice to see that certainly for this, the length of that interview, at the very least, who knows what's going on in, in, in people's lives, but the length of that interview, she seemed to be at peace and that she's getting married and that she, you know, she's alive and she's cool and stuff. I just thought that was, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. Don't but know they're focusing on the fact that she's living in the family home. But yeah, they're making that the story, and I think the story is the story is survival. A young woman, a kid, has grown into a delightful young woman. It would seem, yeah. um, who is happy and is loved, and is able to enjoy a healthy relationship, and is getting married. Yeah. that's the story. Someone who should have died. Um, is a survivor and is is in love and, and is happy. She was questioned about the house. She said, "Well, I was happy there." Yeah. Of course she was. What happened to... I don't even want to know what happened no. to the guy. I don't want to know what happened to that scumbag. Um, but I just thought that was... I thought that was interesting. Um, don't call in, guys. Please don't call in because um, we're going to play the... Um, uh, we're going to play the Tommy Wiseau interview in a bit. Um, don't forget... Oh, I'll tell you what we can say. I was thinking what we're going to do. Um, the podcasts. The, the latest Rabbit Hole podcast is up, which is a show that Catherine and I do. Um, we went to Scotland recently, did two shows in Edinburgh and two shows in Glasgow. The first Edinburgh show is up. Filthy. Oh, my God. It was funny, though. It was, a fu- it was weird because it was... Four o'clock in the afternoon, the show. Which it was is a, quite light in the room as and well. And it was wasn't light. It? The Glasgow <laughs> show was also at four, but it was dark. You were downstairs in a basement and it, there were no windows and it was dark and there were candles mm-hmm. and it was easier to kind of create a vibe. But uh, in Edinburgh, you, there was light coming in. Um, but still, funny shows, man. It was really, really nice to be there. We're looking at going to Glasgow again in March. And I need to sort out some dates. I'm just so busy with everything else at the moment, with life. But one day next week, I've got a free day, and I'm going to look at doing booking in some more dates for The Rabbit Hole. But what I'm saying is, if you want to go and listen to The Edinburgh Show, there's probably about 60 episodes of The Rabbit Hole now. They're about... 62. 62. Um, go and catch up. You can catch up by going to iTunes. Um, it's on Acast or your usual podcast providers, as are... Uh, the podcasts from this show and we put out a best of every night and if we have a guest we put the guest out um, as well as a separate podcast so go in and if you like them subscribe share and rate and all of that kind of cool stuff this is the late night alternative on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio we have ways of making you talk You've got to listen to Paul Ross at one o'clock. He's got the dude, and I saw these pictures. Have you seen these pictures in the paper? He's got the dude on that, um... Maybe it's in the mail. That has done... That has done a sculpture... A wooden sculpture of Arnold Schwarzenegger from a tree. No, I haven't seen it. 
That is incredible. Look, there's the tree. Wow, there's the it, thing. It's brilliant. It looks like him. Yeah, yeah. And I've just seen the tweet. Paul's got him on. That's going to be great, man. I saw that and I thought that was brilliant. I was. I, I, it's great from a trunk of a tree, and he's carved really, really good Arnold Schwarzenegger out of it. Um, and Paul's got him on the show later on. Um, which is going to be um, so well worth listening to at one o'clock, as per usual. Um, okay, uh, well, I, I don't want to say too much about this interview because what I always do is I record little bits before the interview, kind of setting up the interview. But then I forget what I've recorded, so when I introduce it in the studio, I say everything that is in the intro to the thing. And now you, Catherine, you produced it and edited it, yeah. so you know what I said. She must have listened to it all, yeah. yeah? So what did I say? Well, we find our hero in the streets of London. I know for a fact that she didn't listen to it all. I did. You didn't. Well, the whole thing was is about forty minutes long, and you did not listen. You did not have your headphones on for forty I minutes sp- long. I speed listened. Uh, be warned. Um, be warned. Okay, this. I was wandering around London for a while before I went to the. I was early, um, and I. I'm not going to say what it is now. But I, I come across... That's that's a terrible choice of phrase, actually. <sighs> I see something happening in the street that should only happen in locked bathrooms and teenage bedrooms. And I see an old man doing it. And, um, and then I thought, well, I might use that as my opening line. What could possibly go wrong? Into the interview. It's the line that nearly killed the interview. Uh, this is a thrill. Um, Tommy Wiseau... Greg Sistero, I got to meet them. I only saw the room on Sunday. I think you're going to enjoy this. Well, this is an exciting day. I'm walking through central London. You can hear the sounds of children being murdered in the background. It's a horrific sound, but something that the people who live and work in London on a daily basis uh, certainly get used to um, hearing. Um, Very, very exciting. I'm off to meet Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. Some of you will know who that is. Some of you will have um, seen either The Disaster Artist, the uh, film that came out earlier this year, I guess, starring... um, James Franco, you shut up, kids! Um, that was based on a book by Greg about um, his time working with Tommy Wiseau on a movie. Oh, I can't do this here. Let me go somewhere quieter. Hang on, this is too loud. It's kids, too bloody loud. Okay, I've come to somewhere a lot quieter. It's an underground car park. Um, where famously, actually, a little bit of London trivia, Jack the Ripper would come and behead the um, sex workers uh, here. He would devour their remains here. Come here because it's a little bit quieter and I can explain what I'm doing. Also, this is where I've parked my car and um, I'm using um, Catherine's digital recorder because I broke mine in Glasgow. Um, and Catherine, of course, would give me a digital recorder where the, the battery is almost flat. So um, I've got to see. Stitched up by a mate, you see. And lucky I checked that because I'm a professional, so I've got to see. If I've got a battery. OK, I've got a battery here. So let's see if we can do this intro before the battery dies. Um, so, yes, Tommy Wiseau, um, author, movie maker, um, and his friend Greg Sestero. Sestero, got, 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 try and remember to say 
Right. Well, the battery um, just got hit by a barrier. Almost hit by a barrier. Fake news. Well, the battery, um, I don't think, caught that. So, let's try again, shall we? So, Tommy Wiseau um, makes this movie, The Room, funds it himself, costs around $6 million. No one knows where the money came from. No one knows where he's from. I'm really out of breath. Right, breath regained, car park left, battery changed. Let's crack on with this. So, I'm in central London today, home of the Queen and um, video games. I think, is HMV still a thing? And I'm off to go and see Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero, who made a movie in 2003 called The Room, which you guys are um, you guys are an intelligent bunch. You're kind of a culty bunch. A lot of you will have seen it. I was aware of it for a long time, but never got around to seeing it, because I thought, well, why would I want to watch a crap film? You know, um, it's famously bad. Um, but I saw The Disaster Artist when it came out and thought that was kind of cool. And then at the weekend, my mate was over and we got talking about Tommy Wiseau and he hadn't seen The Disaster Artist and I hadn't seen The Room and we kind of decided to fill in each other's blanks, if you will. That sounded inappropriate and I don't mean it to. But, jeez, um, people. So we watched The Room. And I loved it. I loved it. I, th- I was kind of thinking, well, I'll give it 10 minutes and um, we'll see how we get on. But actually, I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I um, thought uh, I can see why it's become such a big cult. There's some great light, very, very quotable movie. And I said to Simon on Sunday evening, let's see if I can get Tommy Wiseau on the show. I want this guy on my show. So the next night at work, I'm Googling and... Um, Go to Tommy's Twitter feed. First tweet is, I'm in London. Did a bit of research, and it turns out that him and Greg are over here to uh, do, talk about the new movie and to do some screenings of the room at the Prince Charles Cinema. What are the chances? They then followed a flurry of tweets and emails that have led to me being in central London today, Thursday, to meet Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sistero. Should be a lot of fun. Sistero. Gee, say his name properly, man. Well, there's something you don't see every day, and I think this is a typically London site. There's a man lying on the pavement, masturbating. Um, real life, real London. He certainly is proper busy. Um, he's, he's fair play to him, though. He's not being vulgar. He's got his shorts on. He's doing it in his shorts. And um, that's great. That means that kids can freely walk along here and, and not be offended. Um, so just to remind you, on my way to see Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero, I saw a man masturbating. And he's, he's, he's just finished now. So, so that's great news. Right, on we go. Well, I've recovered from the uh, the horny shock, and um, <clears throat> um, you know I'm really early. But what I normally do is I wander around 
for ages and get all sweaty and flustered and then somehow still rock up late. So I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to go in early. I mean, I'm, I'm like half an hour early. And, um, and see what happens. So we're at Lionsgate Films. It's kind of around Mortimer Street, which is kind of like the British Hollywood. Someone's wearing a very nice fragrance. There we go. Lady with a skateboard, grown woman, actual grown adult woman with a skateboard in the reception. Crazy. having a lot of fun here at the reception um, you don't really need to hear this bit you don't need to hear this bit do you no I'll stop this stop this now it's Tommy and Greg yeah. Hi, nice to meet you brother yeah. how are you doing man it's lovely to see you let me switch this phone off for you. I, I will sit here and I'll kind yeah, of lean over. Whatever just gonna... you decide. I'm going to come, I'm come in here and I'm going to lean over you if you don't mind, guys. No. A water, a tea, a water would be lovely. Yeah. Still water would so be fantastic. Okay. It's nice to meet you guys. Should we crack on? Sure. I'm a little bit... I've got to be honest. Do you, are you aware of the band... Greg, are you aware of the band Love? From the 60s, the band, Love, the group. I've heard of them. You re- when you've got a beard, you really look like Brian McLean from Love, the oh, guitarist. Okay. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, when I was watching your new film last night, I was thinking, that's Brian McLean. <laughs> it's incredible. If they ever make a biopic of him, it's a niche market. Um, I'm a little bit thrown, because as I was coming in, I saw a guy masturbating on the street. This is not even a joke. This is not even a joke. Yeah, let's just go to it. Let's just don't, <laughs> don't go there. Please. I'm not going there. Yeah, let's just don't use a vulgar language. Just go to that point. Exactly. Let's get to the point. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about the new film first of all. Yeah. Okay. I guess the question is: 15 years since the room, what what took you guys so long to make another movie together? I Greg, mean, so, you, you, so Tommy had mentioned several times, like, why don't you? do something why don't we make a new project why don't you take the initiative yeah um and so for so long i didn't know how to process the whole thing you know the room the room has been like this evolution of starting out you know you don't think it's going to go anywhere and then little by little it's like showing all around the world and you know and so i wrote the book first you know i wanted to tell the story but it was yeah it was a couple years ago i started writing the script and it was based on this road trip we took and I just had that passion of wanting to go out and make a film. Yeah. I think with, with the experience I had with The Room and, um, and writing the book, you know, the Disaster Arts movie coming together, it was just like kind of awoke that passion that I wanted to try again. So. The new film is um, it's, it's beautiful. It's slow, which, is, which I like. You know, a lot of films, it's bang, bang, bang. And this just kind of takes its time. Um, and you say it's based on a road trip. So how much of it is happened? And how much of it is, you know, is, is beautiful Hollywood, you know, sugar put on top? Um, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of our, you know, our friendship has been 20 years. There's a lot of experiences, strange, funny, that kind of bled into the film. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the road trip we took uh, years ago up the California, co- up the California coast in which Tommy thought... 
I was up, you know, I was plotting to to do something to him, which I wasn't. But um, just, <laughs> oh, it, did he, you actually thought he was going to murder you? Yeah. Wow. It became kind of this joke that we had talked about. It was about. a joke, but I was just teasing. I was not <laughs> serious, but, you know, the, within the the best friend, he has everything. Like, we, we play basketball. Nothing to do with the with the room because people get confused, you know? So, so it's a lot element you have, uh, like, we actually experience, you know, yeah. li- real life, little store. And also you can talk about teeth, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and so, so it was kind of a mix of things. Like, I, you know, again, I think a lot of times people make movies. They want to get into movies because they're inspired by other things. And I, yeah. you know, I loved Drive and Nightcrawler and Breaking Bad. And so yeah. I, I was taking my experiences and kind of plugging them into that world. And um, yeah, another yeah. another weird true story is that my brother's a dentist. And so... He was telling me about this underground business where dentists sell their scrap. Shut up! Oh, that's is that true. That's all. That's all yeah, true. Because we, true. I was watching this with my my producer Catherine last night, and we're going. Well, the, it's it's a great film, but the tooth thing is a little bit far no, fetched. No, but no, it's no. true. Whatever World War Two. I just talked to somebody else. You guys don't know about World War Two. Well, well, I'm aware of World War Two, but what, well, is, what specifically? Yeah, why don't you tell uh, the, the, the do the research? You just went through World you, War Three in the streets. <laughs> 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 No, it's a Hitler did to to you know the the you know that's I don't want to go there negative but do the research. Hitler's quite negative. Okay, so, I'll do the so, research. so basically, my brother gave me these bags of gold of teeth. So what you see in the film are real teeth. Yeah, so that little gold teeth. tooth that my character holds up in the movie is yeah. worth like seven hundred and eighty bucks. Pure gold. Frontal. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's so basically, yeah, he they were making more money selling dental scrap. Than actually doing dentistry, and then randomly on this true crime website, because I'm a big reader of true crime. Yeah. It was a few months ago. This dude was arrested, this mortician, for stealing gold teeth from dead people and selling them. So that's what you're seeing in the movie wow. is straight up it's legit. Real thing. And 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 so I'm figuring if if Tommy's character in the movie has been doing this for decades and yet that much scrap, yeah. it would be worth almost two million dollars with the price. The of one thing I don't get in the film. So you get, like, the, the guy, the bad guy that comes in that's going to help you make a load of money, mm-hmm. right? But then he doesn't seem to do anything. It's you guys that are out there meeting the dodgy dentists and people and selling the teeth. And the guy that, you've kind of, the guy that comes in with the two girls in the tight dresses, he doesn't do anything, and yet he's taking half the money. <laughs> what, what, what is he doing? He's setting, the mafia guy. He's, set, uh-huh. he's setting up, basically, all the refineries right. for you to make the deliveries, so he's got the hookup. So you have the teeth. Okay. So he's getting. You basic- still seem to be getting screwed, though. You guys are doing all the. <laughs> you guys are doing all the work in that. You're the ones that are d- that's, meeting that's, out in car parks in that, the middle of the night. That's typical. You didn't know that. <laughs> well, his character would never allow that stuff to go through anybody else. Right. right. So again, very okay. much like Tommy in real life, yeah. very hands-on and not you know yeah. wanting to, wanting like to control. Man. So, so it was basically <laughs> that directly. We were getting ripped off for the most part, but again, yeah. finding a way to make a lot of money but off then gold he's teeth. Scheming, as you know, yeah, yeah, he's scheming on the movie. Yeah. So, um, did you like it? I like the movie. Oh, great. I why why there's is volume one, so volume two is coming. <laughs> is volume two done? It's done. Yeah. We're showing We're showing advanced showing at Prince Charles. Wow. Well, volume this, two. this weekend, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that will be released in February, right? Yeah. It's going to come out officially January 2019. Okay. Yeah. And volume one will be released when? September 25th. And are you pleased with it, Tommy? You think, you, you, you think it's a good movie? 
Call me? Yeah. You decide. I decide whether you think it's a good movie. No, you decide if you like the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's great. We like that. We want to hear from you. <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, I'm looking forward to part two. Okay, cool. Part two, yeah. Part two is even crazier. It's uh, the way I would describe it. Is, is, it's as if... People like it. You know, it's a great reaction. Yeah. yeah well, I think two. part of it... For some reason, I don't know. Oh, I, I know the reason. It's not, it looks beautiful. But be uh, it seeing you two mm-hmm. on screen together again in a movie. There's, you know, there's obviously... Well, you're aware of this because you go and meet people every day. But there's so much affection mm-hmm. for you two. Oh, and, I, you know, I'm thr- thrilled just seeing you two sat together. Oh. Can I be honest? I saw The Disaster Artist when it came out. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen The Room. I was aware of it, and I knew about it. And it wasn't until this Sunday a friend of mine came to oh, stay, and he said... Oh. And he brought The Room. He said, should we watch this? I was like, yeah, 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 let's, I'll have some of this. And I was thinking, uh, you know, I'd heard the stories. I'm going to watch the first ten minutes, get the joke, and then... Right. Sort of, yeah. But I loved it. Mm. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was charming. I thought, having known, knowing the story... Mm-hmm. You know, your passion, Tommy, in making it kind of comes across in the movie. And it's a well-put-together movie. So when I found out you guys were in London, you know, I'm Googling, let's try and get Greg and Tommy on the show. Oh, shit, they're in London. <laughs> it, uh, you know, literally the day that I've seen the, seen the, seen the room. I thought, this is too <laughs> freaky. This is yeah, freaky. This is really, it's a destiny. This is meant to be. You must be good. It's you, like <laughs> a crash course in the room this week. There you go. This is like the ultimate director's commentary. Um, when... What drove you to make The Room, Tommy? Because it is a passion project. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you see, that's, I was laughing because we have interviewed today and uh, we argue about script, you know, like people have a, always like this and that, comments about script, the script, this. oh, I have a script for you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, long story short, it's just passion, always been passion, you know, because yeah. I want to present something. My background as, actor, as an actor is a stage actor. Yeah. Okay, so I love a stage. I always say stage in my house because you can express yourself, etc. But, uh, you know, I want to affect people positive way. Mm. And I, I know there's all this movie. I say, you know, I'm, I, I collect movies. I like, I don't know, thousands of DVDs. I'm not exaggerating. A lot of them. Where do you so, keep them? Uh, in my house. Okay. I mean, yeah, my house. Okay. Leave it that way. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, and I, you know, I have my preference, but I always have vision. I always say, if you have a vision, you have project, right? Yeah. And I learn and by doing this stuff, you know, like little stuff. And then I come out with this idea because we've been friends. We met at the, at the uh, acting class, and uh, he became my friend. And, uh, I didn't want to compete with Greg, but I say Greg is always get more job than I do. And I did some research, in, especially in Hollywood, you know, and I say, if I'm Hollywood, go to Hollywood, I have to make money before I go to Hollywood. That's right. exactly what happened, yeah. you know. People don't understand, but, <laughs> you know, I've been in the steel industry, building. I build buildings yeah. in San Francisco. So long story short, again... Uh, I wrote the script, and first I started doing like one piece of paper, and I said, you know what, let's put together. And then I, the, Greg even told me he wrote the script. He would tell you in a few minutes if you ask him. And I told him, I say he has a hard time. There's no way I would submit my script. And then I heard a horror story, you know, like typical Hollywood people submit this script, do this, do that, yeah. no result, nobody responded, and you're terrified. I say, you know what, I do better. 
actually I produce my own movie. Mm. Original supposed to be play. Yeah. So Greg helped me to like in Los Angeles area uh, shopping for a theater, play theater. We would have put it on the stage. Yeah. But then I say, and you guys come to that picture in my life, UK as well. And uh, it's a statistically speaking, UK you have more theater, play theater than in America. Right. Okay. No, really? but pe- yeah, wow. you do. Uh, and the long story short, again, I I say, you know what? It's no way, and the cost was so much. Then I say, it's no way. I mean, there's only 20 people would see it. Mm. What is this? Mm. So I I just the script. I said we produced the movie and called Greg. In the beginning, he didn't want to do it, but then we sort of create this ambiance that he wanted to do it. He actually changed. We changed. You created an ambiance that he wanted to do it. Did yeah. you bully him into yes. doing it? Well, well, he was busy, right, Greg? He was busy. Greg's been very tight-lipped at this moment. Yeah, he got because he knows the truth, and I tell you the truth. Okay. But it was a good, positive thing. Yeah. So, so when you see disaster artists, the way they, 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 they create, recreate, it's accurate, mm. you know, because they put a little decoration. But I think they did a good job as a as a storyteller. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. 99 minutes, you can do so much. But I noticed in the beginning that I have great support from him. And uh, and I said, yeah, I have an apartment in, in, you know, Los Angeles. Just Let's just make a movie. And that's, that's basically what I'm But there's to. a difference, isn't there? Because the movie that I was expecting, mm-hmm. I was surprised at how it looks like a proper movie. It lo- you know, you've obviously got great direct, well, you directed great camera operators, great right. editors. It looks. Virtual cameras from Yeah, and it looks. Well, you did it on film and. Um, HD. HD at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's an unusual right. directorial statement to make. Why did you do that? The reason I did this is because Panasonic, and now say openly the name, they promised us. That if you use the camera, they put the, some, you know, PR work. Right, okay. And I discovered in my own research that the PR costs fortune, especially in America. Yeah. I said, there's no way I can afford the movie now, the PR, you know. So, so I say, no, I'm not doing this stuff. So they promised me, but of course they didn't keep it. I was pretty naive, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Well, but never mind. They're nice people, but didn't come out the way I was planning a little bit, you know, what, the PR work. It- I've, now, I've read this. There's a lot of myths about you guys online. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a vampire movie. No, that's, that's not correct. true. No, because the, well, we talk, Greg, you want to mention that, about the vampire clarifying, the vampire thing? Yeah, no, I put in the book that it was like a kind of a loose idea for right. a scene. Yeah, but that was loose conversation that people literally, they, uh, you know, again, I said this today and I will say again, don't believe too much on the internet. Don't, you're not internet. There, yeah. it's, just, it's just, I'm here and uh, well, my vision was I want to affect people positive way. Yeah. So the, the, you probably recently saw it, so... It, the, the message is there. Two is better than the three for each crowd was behind the words. Yeah. Friendship does exist. Yeah. But sometimes you as a person, that's what Johnny comes, uh, you know, did what he did on the end. I don't want to do the spoiler right now. But, but uh, long story short, again, you know, it's a story what... I wanted people actually have fun with it mm. because that's my that's my background, you know. And what was I wanted the... people to have fun, not just to like be serious about okay, you know. Greg, what was the turning point 
when it started to get its own momentum and the room and started to become, I would say it's probably even bigger than a cult now, but started to, you know, take on a life of its own. I will tell you a little secret you want to hear. Yeah, go on. No, Greg first. <laughs> He's um, such a tease. I noticed it, it was around 2008. And it came out in 2003, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was screening monthly and then it was around 2008. I did this interview with Entertainment Weekly, uh, and that's when I first really knew that there was like an underground call, like there was celebrity fans who was being studied in universities, and wow. it was much bigger than I even realized. Yeah. And so that article came out, um, and then it was like 2009, it really started to blow up. It was started playing here in London, mm-hmm. Australia, and just people started discovering it. it. It had an article here in Empire Magazine. So people just, it, it's one of those movies that just, it's word of mouth. Yeah. And, and I think once it caught wind that this existed and people started discovering it, um, by like 2008, 2009, it just started yeah. really expanding. 15, 15th anniversary this yeah. year. And you're doing a week of shows at the Prince Charles mm-hmm. Cinema, great cinema. Yeah, we have regular monthly screening of the room. And um, it, most of them are sold out. I think there's a few tickets to for the weekend. Mm-hmm. The word when I looked on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. What, what other, you know, films get... A whole week of screenings, 15 years after they were released, and declared a flop. You know, initially, this is a flop, this is a joke. But still, you know... I I asked Greg, he's right here, I never considered the room flop, number one. (laughs) It just, you know, I learned a process of, for example, distribution, which I I was not aware how to do it. We have... Right now, we have great support with everyone, but at the time, it was different because, you know, I, it's just like beginning business doing something which you you always discover something new. Mm. So in the beginning, we, we screened only for two weeks, and then I didn't realize people... I, the story is that the... It's not just uh, how hard to produce, but it's also how hard to actually present to audience. Mm. Even maybe you have the audience you don't know till you present it. Mm. So, so the the room is sort of like uh, I would say uh, confession or proof that you can survive with with all this different factor mm. and forces. If you really believe in your project, because I was beginning from the beginning, Greg probably have different take. Everyone say, "Oh, yeah, it's your movie, whatever." I say, "Yeah, it's my little movie." <laughs> you should be very proud of it, and I'm sure you are proud. Of I am it. extremely yeah. proud of it. And I'm very happy, and uh, let me take this opportunity and thank you for all support, UK people as well, worldwide, and. Uh, uh, we'll be doing more movies. So. <laughs> the new movie, Greg, you you, you wrote it. Yeah. You, not the first movie you've written. Did you, is it true you wrote a sequel to Home Alone? I, I did, yeah. <laughs> At the age of 12. When I was 12, I wrote a sequel. That's I saw the, saw the movie Home Alone, wrote a sequel for it, sent it to John Hughes. Wow. Got a letter back. Rejection. Didn't happen. Cut to a few months ago, I got to sit down with Macaulay Culkin on his podcast no and talk about the whole thing mm-hmm. and he's actually really interested in reading the Home Alone sequel and we were talking about maybe shooting it on, shooting Shut the up. sequel on his iPhone that's amazing <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing don't shoot an iPhone put no, yourself but, but actually I thought of him maybe all these no you shoot it in the iPhone no but, but let me give you a little secret you want to hear yeah please actually I find his script in his closet yeah the time we, we'd be roommate in, in Los Angeles and that was there, but that was the. I think the envelope still was there. It was yeah, pretty yeah, rejected, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I knew this is what happened. <laughs> I don't want this to happen to me. 
Um, I think part of what your story, and, and you telling that Home Alone thing, part of your story is that, I, it sounds really corny, man, but dreams can come true. You know, th- who does... so funny. What do you mean like that? Well, it's, it, it sounds like, it sounds like a, a cheesy line, dreams can come true, but you're kind of both I, living I, I proof of that. I don't think it's cheesy. Cool. I, I disagree. What do you mean by that? Just... Well, it just... Tell me more, because I'm going to. I'm going to tell you more. It just sounds like the kind of line, a cliché... That people throw out. Hey guys, your dreams oh, can come yeah. true. That's true. Your dreams can come true. But you are both living proof that actually, given a bit of time, yeah. you know, you wrote this Home Alone script however many years ago. There's a chance that Macaulay Culkin is now going to make it. You know, <laughs> the, the 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 room when it came out maybe didn't get the reaction that perhaps yeah. you hoped for. But 15 years later, it's this it's this huge monster that keeps on growing, you know. I think it's a, not a positive message. Yeah, but, but you're right about this because, you know, when I remember when I was going to school, you know, we always say, oh, yeah, yeah, drink, drink. It's just like, you don't care, but you actually care because mm-hmm. it's just like loosely you say the words. Yeah. But in our case, you know, it did come true. But you know what? I know there's one thing in life. You actually have to work for it actually yeah. somewhat yeah. and it doesn't matter how much money you have how much is because all these people that you know put the dollar sign but i also like i said this before many times that respect and uh, sort of understand other person you know mm-hmm. who they are what they come from and they may eventually they give you something in return mm-hmm. but don't count too much on it that's mm-hmm. what i am you know i I'm, i always say to greg i say okay whatever you know i'm not counting to make uh, this and that whatever nothing from return but the return will come to you i don't know if it makes sense or not yeah. but that's what i believe were you fr- you didn't direct this new movie tommy was were you kind of champing at the bit to to order and say no don't do it like that do it like this or were you happy to be directed Well, you know, I'm happy with any project. I did a project before, and and I give my five cents, but that's best friend is Greg's sister of a project. But I give my cents, and he will tell you the same thing. But we have a director, you know, I don't see any problem. You as an actor, I would say you can adjust accordingly towards whatever situation you have. Mm. You start you know... um, Character, you study what's in the script, what they expect from you, and you need a little vision as an actor. So uh, I have no problem. Contrary, you know, I enjoy it more than ever. Mm. So nice working together again on screen. Yeah. I know you obviously do shows all around the world together, but actually, you know, getting up in the morning, doing a scene together. Yeah, was 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 pressure a little bit, but I enjoy it. Why was it pressured? Well, because you know, you as an actor, I talk about myself. You always you want to do the best, mm. and sometimes you know it's like this. You use the scene and say next time, or even next day, you say, "God damn it! You know what? I made a mistake. Maybe you should reshoot it." You know, it's always you want to be better. Yeah, that's because when you have a passion about, it, and and I notice like. On the set, best friend, I feel the passion in almost everyone. Mm. So I enjoy it when people not just do it, but just doing with extra miles. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Can I ask very quickly about Tim and Eric? Mm -hmm. You worked with Tim and Eric. I'm a huge fan of of those two. I think they're brilliant. What was that like? Was that a good experience working with those guys? Absolutely. You know, uh, let me tell you, we're not on the same page, but I think... (laughs) Okay, sorry if I've stumbled onto something. No, you did not stumble at all, because, you know, the... Uh, you know, comedian, the category is slightly different. Yeah. But I think they are very nice people. They, they're very dedicated. They, they have passion. They own a category, if I may say that. And, um, and I enjoy working with them, you know. I mean, 
nothing negative to say. I think they are dedicated what they're doing, and I think they should do what they want to do. You know, I always say to actors and producers the same thing. Um, they're nice people to work with. Okay, sure. So the new movie, when is that? Is that when's that coming out? It's not out yet. Twenty fifth on iTunes worldwide. You'll right. Be able okay. to get it. And then Volume Two is coming out February January, next year, January. Now you're excited about Volume Two. The way I want to see Volume Two, man. <laughs> well, I saw Volume One, and then it ends, and it goes Volume Two coming soon. Oh, come on, give me more. Okay, uh, you're doing the shows at the Prince Charles, loads of shows. Um, what's What's next for you two? Tell me what, what you're doing after project, this, right, Greg? The next The next journey is a horror film. Oh, really? Yes, wow. we, are. we are working on a horror Fantastic. movie. It'll be soon, we will see trailers. So. Can you give us any clues? Give us a clue, Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. We can give you which one. That's the problem. That we have also vampire as well. <laughs> we, we have a right variety. <laughs> it's okay. We tell you. I tell you the clue. Yeah. But I cannot tell you the tra- the the title. Okay. But it's about. You know we have two brains, right? Left and right oh, yeah, brains. Yeah, yeah. And do you know how much we utilize by doing something? Uh, no, go on. Do you know? Well, I've heard that we only use ten percent. Right. Of the brain. So when we presented that, you may actually use it more. Yeah. And you may change yourself how you think. Okay. That's all I can tell you at this wow. time. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> Guys, it's so, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, it, honestly, you were in my living room three nights ago, and now I'm sat here with you. I'm a little bit, it's a little bit psychedelic. Uh, how long are you in the UK for? Just this week, and then you're going back home? Yeah, I'm going to Well, enjoy the shows at the Prince Charles. Okay. I'm sure you're getting a great reaction. Um, good luck with the new movie. Great. And when Volume 2 comes out, come on the show and talk about it, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Hey, great rehearsal. Should we do it properly now? Thank you. I'm joking. I think we got it. I think we got it. Thank you, guys. We have a script for you. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, there you go, guys. That was fun. What lovely gentleman. Risky, I'm going to be honest, a risky opening gambit there with me telling them I saw a guy masturbating in the street. But I saw... um, I saw Michael Parkinson use the same line with um, Alfie Bow once, so uh, I thought it would work. <laughs> nearly, we nearly lost the interview. I've done a few interviews before where you go in with something a little bit risky and you nearly lose the entire interview. But we turned it back. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, well, on that bombshell, I need to try and remember where I parked my car and go and buy a new tyre. Thanks for listening. Good night.